Welcome in. It is episode number, is it 16? Is that where we are? 16? It was last week's. I've, we've done so many of these things, I don't even know anymore. I know, Jeez. we're actually getting to the point where it's like uncountable. It, it just happens. It's just what it is. It's jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark, Glenn Clark Radio. He's Aaron Oster from the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone. And our buddy Derek Watte from Pressbox has wandered in to hang out. What's going on, sir? It's good to see you again. Same old, same old, same Glenn. I mean, I see you here every day. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. The, the show has gotten so weird. Like, we've done it in different places. We've done some in the middle of the night. I mean, like, the show has just gotten weird. It's good that we're actually you doing it. You recorded somewhere else? Where, where else have you done the show? We've done it uh, down at yeah, ESPN 980. We've done it uh, We've done it a couple places now. We've done it, uh, it's just, we, you know, schedules are not, this is the thing about podcasting. You're, are you still over at 106? Yeah, 106 I still do that. Yep, I still okay. do that. So the thing about podcasting is it's a great idea, but then you actually have to do it every week. And the feasibility of doing something every week around someone's schedules is not easy. Mm-hmm. So you have to be a little bit flexible, which is what we've been doing. And uh, this week, it's good. It's, we- it's a Wednesday. Aaron and I went to Raw on Monday night. Uh, were you? I don't know if you were there. You're a DC guy. Did you go down on Monday night? I did not. Well, that's a mistake. Why? Yeah, that's a mistake. Well, uh, to be completely honest with you, I haven't really watched the show. Well, good. It's a perfect analyst to have in today. I guess it's been about a month. You're a perfect analyst. I've been paying attention to all the headlines. Like I've been staying up to date. But I'm glad we have you today. Oh man, this should be fun. It's a good week to have you. What are you? Why aren't you watching Raw? Well, I've had a very busy Monday nights. I've been working back back. Ah, working. You know they've got DVR. DVR's a thing. I no longer have that service. You know they rerun. Gotta cut expenses. It's on YouTube. You know, they re-ran the show on Tuesday Look, at 6 honest. o'clock I like before Tough Enough. That's true. I like yeah. to do it the honest way. I don't like stealing yeah, they, Raw. They, they, they did the... Uh, okay, I know it's free on television. They, so. they, they did the two-hour cutout, which, by the way, much better than the regular oh. three-hour oh, version. Oh, a reminder that Raw should only be two hours. Yeah. A reminder that Raw yeah. should only be two hours. Hey, later on in today's show, we're going to talk to uh, a former... I can't believe we're saying that. Former uh, TNA superstar. Isn't uh, everybody a former TNA superstar now? Everybody's It's out. getting there. That's about right. It's everybody's there. just abandoning ship. Uh, Magnus will join us a little bit later on in today show and uh, tell us about what the future has in store for him now and um, how much of a mess TNA is at this point. Is It does not look good. Is Jeff Jarrett going to save him again? I know Global Force is well, doing that's something. A, well, Magnus is, Magnus is jumping from TNA to Global Force. Huh. So well, that would be weird. That, yeah, so if it, cross-promoting, how does it make any... Uh, we'll, we'll find out. We'll ask all Magnus right, well, all these questions. <laughs> we'll we'll okay. talk to him about that. We'll do that a little bit later on in today's show, and of course our uh, weekly top five, as well as the quick count, all the things that you come to know and love about the show. Um, Aaron and I went to Raw on Monday night, and it was fine. It was fine. It got a great match. Cena Cesaro was yeah, a Cena great Cesaro match. Cena Cesaro was a tremendous match. Um, not surprising. Anything that Antonio Cesaro does is pretty much amazing. Pretty pretty much. Speaking of that, I did read Kevin X blog this week. He wrote a, I guess it was an open letter to Vince McMahon apologizing for Cesaro for being Swiss. Because apparently that is the only thing. I mean, he's well, a mean, former not, writer for the that, WWE what, from his time here, there. Yeah. He said that was the only thing that really ever held him back was the fact that he was Swiss. And that was the great well, divide between that, him and the audience. That's pretty much what Eck had said when he's you know, brought up, remember I asked him about yeah. the yodeling thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's, that's pretty much the, the Swiss thing and just the, the you know slight lack of a real big personality outside of being wrestling. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that because we're going to get to Bray Wyatt, but I want to talk for a second about um, that. <sighs> with Tyson Kidd out on the shelf for a while, you have this question of what you do with Antonio Cesaro, right? Or Cesaro, sorry. 
Come on, he has one I, name. I know. I apologize. It's like uh, it's like Biggie Langston. He's not. He's Biggie and Neville. No, oh, that's right. No, no, no longer. Or, or, what are you talking about? Aaron Neville. Aaron <laughs> Neville. Right. As, as you kept saying during I was, the raw. I have a kid. I'm exhausted. You give me a break. All right. Um, so you don't exactly know what you're gonna do with him for a week. This is a very logical thing to do with him, sure. right? He's a worker. He's you want a worker to work this match the way that you're using John Cena right now. You want him in against workers. And Cesaro is a Damn great worker. Yeah, or so, you could make your case the best in the company. Maybe. He might very well be the best worker in the company. So you put him in this match. It is phenomenal. It's yep. outstanding. Yep. It's, you know, I don't think it's five stars, but it's a four-star match. For, for a Raw match that is up there amongst the best Raw matches of the year, and I, I, I thought the best thing about it was they didn't go to the normal kind of Cena playbook, which is kick out of a finisher, kick out of a finisher. They actually, the, the match built up gradually. There was drama. It, yeah, there it was, was great. You know, even after the finisher started, uh, Cesaro still got some more offense in after, a few, I mean, it was it was yeah. tremendous. Everything was really great about this match. Um, what do you do with Cesaro next week? I mean, that that's the question. I mean, they've set it up where if they want, they could start a little mini thing between him and Owens if they want to. Just kind of seg right. the battleground. As, as they had Owens uh, come in and break it up as it appeared as though Cesaro was going to get the pin because Owens wants to face John Cena for the, for the, title uh, in a kind of, or for the yeah. U.S. title. Sorry. So, so you know, maybe you have one match between him and Owens. And it, it is a question. I think that um, I did like the, you know, something we couldn't really tell from the seats I didn't notice until later is just, just how aggressive uh, Cesaro was being. At one point, he flicked off Cena or there was a question whether he actually flicked him off or whether he put up his ring finger as far as the brass ring club goes. Ah. So there, there's, you know, question on that. Yeah, I didn't notice that. That's yeah, a I'm, super piece of psychology. If not, that's an Easter egg of a... Yeah. Oh, my God. I really hope yeah. it's the case, yeah. right? How great yeah. would it be if that's yeah. what he was doing? So, so he didn't how great want, if that became a thing? Like, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge fan of the oh, brass no, ring I love club it. thing. I, I, just, I love it. I feel like it's... it's it touches on cave. I, I like that. I, 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 you know, I'm not I mean, a huge fan They don't have to blur it out because it's the ring finger. Right. Well, they, they did blur it out. They went to black for a second during the broadcast. Oh, really? I think they thought it was the... If it was the ring finger, I still don't know whether it was the ring finger or the middle finger, but they thought it was the middle finger, so they They should take it and run with that. It, it's going to take the audience to do that. I think somebody in the audience I just, I just, I just don't needs like, to bring a sign. you hold your you hold your ring finger up for... Just a giant ring finger. Oh, they could Cell foam fingers, Aaron. You're not thinking about this. I just I, any anything that relies on the the, you know, being too meta. To, oh uh, I, I don't think that'll get over. And I, I think Vince, for one, I think Vince will hate it. Well, yeah, that might be true. And anything that puts him even further in Vince's doghouse is a bad idea. <laughs> right. But right. Um, no, I mean. You can go plays with it, especially if you but, let but, him. But what is his – are you just having him go back to be being Cesaro what he was beforehand? Because that never got over. And I don't well, know hold that you on. just want to go it, – it, Did it never get over? Because everyone says, oh, my it, God, it did get over. No, it got over when he was one of the real Americans. That was the only time Cesaro was really over. I think he's been over since he stepped I, foot in the company. I think he's been respected. He just hasn't had a – I don't think he's and I, I think this is the big gimmick. question. Is, I, I think Antonio Cesaro and Cesaro have had two largely different receptions. I think Antonio Cesaro is viewed as one of the best workers, and I, I everybody, but the, his his character has been so it's such a dud. There's nothing there. Yeah, it's I, just I, it's non-existent. I mean, I just wonder what if you just made him a you know an aggressive badass. That's what I've been thinking. Like like that's the thing. Like that's what he showed on Monday, right? And it's something. That, you know, yeah, we've seen him be awesome. Yeah, we've seen him put on great matches. But we've never seen him just go out there and start kicking ass. It's a great point. And like, I, we, we've never seen that. My, He's always my, been my the polished issue, guy. Yeah. I, I like that idea for him, but if you, 
I feel like when you're, you're a company like the WWE, there's only so many spots available on the roster, and there's so, only so many niches. Right. How many tough badasses are they going to have? They already have Kevin Owens fulfilling that niche. He's the badass yeah, that goes he, out there and kicks ass. He's also kind of a... Uh, a he, he's I mean, the squirrely badass. Right. And then, you have, and then you have Rusev who goes out there well, and Rusev kicks ass. Well, Rusev is a... Who knows and, and what we'll, he is we'll, at the we'll moment. We'll get, yeah, we'll you've been watching for a month. You have you, no idea yeah, no, where Ru- they are. Rusev is not a badass he's become this creepy, like, stalker. No, he's emo. I mean, he went from creepy stalker to emo. He's Tobey Maguire in the third spider-man at the jazz Pretty club much. yes yes that's, that's the, what he is it's weird like they, they don't have you know yes you have brock lesnar but you know yes he, he could, kicks ass he, how many he ass kickers can you have he's, he's not one he's not a heel under one roof he's not a heel well is cesaro a heel i think that you would make cesaro a heel if you did this i think if you do, go this route you have to do it with him as a heel i think okay. he has to be because i think that that's too close to really what randy orton is when he's around like randy orton right now I mean, is just the, sort the of problem a, of the, turning him heel is well Turning him is he, like the you don't really is, have to turn like you, right. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's, he's very much a tweener right now. But yes. are the fans going to accept that he's a heel? You're going to have oh, to dial I back his offense, and there goes his momentum. What what makes him so, I guess, valuable is the fact that he's amazing in the ring. If he becomes heel, the only way you're going to keep him heel without the audience saying, "Okay, this is our guy," is if you dial back the offense, sort of like they did with Rollins. They've, Rollins has, has really dialed I, back I, yeah. his offense since, since becoming well, a heel. He's more of a brawler. He this is, kicks, punches, rests, holds. This is JR's thing, that you run right. the risk if they're too much of a badass is that they become that they have to be cool. Exactly. Right? Like and, the, he, and Cesaro has proven that he goes out there and puts on a five-star match. They will cheer him. Is there a badass heel right now? Like, is there a truly badass heel? Uh, unless you count Kevin Owens. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's, I mean, the, he's, 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 he's the closest to it. But even he's the guy that'll walk out of a match. Right. And, 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 I, and he's not, he's not, I don't think that he's a badass. He's not a, but I think that you do it, the way that you make it work with Cesaro is if you constantly have him attack faces. That, that's the way you I, get I away mean, with a badass. You have heel. to, and, and here's the thing about it you have to ramp up the aggression on him. You have to take away some of these, the more, pol- like you said, you do have to change his style a little bit, but it wouldn't be hard with him. Instead of having the, you know, the, the great suplexes and stuff, you ramp up the, the strikes, you ramp up, the kicks. You ramp up the, the true beatdown mode of him. You just have him go out there and kick ass. And if he does that, I think that he could get over that way. Now, is that the best? You know, I still say that if you could find him another partner, he's always been better as a tag uh, wrestler. But if you're looking for another guy to fill in, you know, maybe the Intercontinental title, if you, if you don't necessarily, or maybe you want him, maybe you keep him face, well, me, and you want him to right. feud with Is it Ryback an ass kicker? He's an ass kicker too. There's eh, another one. Ryback is just kind of a squasher. He's not. He's, he's a, a squasher. He's not a. He's not a guy who you're like, oh my god, he's actually beating the crap out of a guy. You know, he's like, not a guy who's going to bring a guy to the corner and just strike him with your elbow twenty times. Yeah, he's not I a guy who's going to stomp a guy. Yeah, but visually, if you saw him, what would you think he was? Um, if, if you had no knowledge, you'd never seen I, him no, in the ring before, I, I, you I hear what you're saying, but I think curtain. that part of the problem right now is he's playing to the crowd, and you can't both be an ass kicker and a guy that, that relies on the crowd. Like, right. he's asking the crowd for, you know, be with me. I don't think you can both be an ass kicker and be that guy. I don't think it works. Let me, let me give you one more thought. That, that you, right now, as far as heels go, right, like, who are your, your best heels? Seth, obviously. Orton's not around for whatever reason. Well, Orton's even, a face. Right, he's a face, but you can always bring him back as a right. heel. Whenever I just don't know what the story is no, and why there, he's there not around. There is a distinct lack of heels right now. Sheamus, I, Owens, is Sheamus? Owens is a heel. Yeah, he's, in, he's a heel. Sheamus is in the mix. Would it hurt Bray, to have a... Yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Um, would it hurt to have another top heel? No. 
Would it hurt to have you know, another? I, I, had, I remember on WrestleMania, and I was arguing with AJ about, is that they need to turn, you know, like I had been campaigning to turn Reigns heel at right. the time. I thought that, that was where they were going with it. And one of the reasons was that outside of Rollins, of course, it was when, not when, a, uh, I, we do have to remind people that when you say AJ, you mean AJ Francis, not, not you know, AJ Lee. AJ Lee or AJ Styles right. or AJ, right. yes. The, the main event, yes. AJ Francis. Yes, our missing co-host, who thankfully we don't have to talk to for another few weeks. Thank God that yeah, he is right. coming back. And who knows, he might be on next week. Oh, God, week. is he in town? He's going to be back in Son town next week. bitch, I don't want to talk to him. Yeah, and and he's, he's gone Hollywood Oh, he's us. media mogul now. He, no, he's, he's gone Hollywood. Oh, because he's in L.A. this week. Yes. Right, and he was doing the thing the in Chicago. Show, yeah, okay, but yeah. Anyways, but, you know, I, I had said that they, they need another top heel that they can put into, you know, so you're not having Rollins and Kane in the main event every week right. in those tag matches. Right, so um, here's my thought, So right? Cesaro, I mean, you know what they should do? And this wouldn't be a terrible role for him at all. Get rid of Kane, put Cesaro as the uh, authority I think enforcer. that would be tremendous. That's what you do. Oh, that That's would be a great wonderful. Like, let me give you one other idea. idea. One other idea that... But you've got to have the blow-off between him and, and uh, Rollins, obviously. He can't just go away. Rollins has Kane? to go in there and defeat eh. Kane and send him packing. Well, Kane's going way. to Hawaii now. Yeah, so. right. I mean, I think you can kind of make Kane disappear. Remember, the big show, you don't really know why he's not part of the authority right. anymore. Though, he though was, he did applaud like he, as he yeah, walked right? out. Like he gave the thumbs up to the car. So he's, but he was in the authority, and then, and then he, he wasn't, wasn't in the authority. Right, exactly. And now he's like a sympathizer of the authority, but he's still not really – I feel like – He didn't get an eye you watch. Don't even, you don't even really have to get rid of Kane. You could just kind of have him not be involved in these yeah, matches he could, anymore. Well, right, he could be more of a – a figurehead. He could be yeah, more he, of a. He could be more of the the director of operations keep, of the match. Right, keep the shirt guy. on. That's all you got to do. And and Cesaro as the enforcer because for one, it gives you a guy you're actually credibly like. Okay, he's an enforcer oh, as absolutely. opposed to Kane being the one who's beating up Brock Lesnar, who's beating up Roman Reigns, which always is ridiculous. Cesaro all of a sudden gets credible. What? Give me, let me give you one other idea. Um, what, what's, would we know really what Brock's length is here? Like, how long he's here? No, we assume it's through SummerSlam. Okay, that's what I assume too. Um, I don't, I already don't like the idea of Paul Heyman being face. I really don't like that idea at all. I don't like the idea. Um, oh, oh, you're talking about bringing Cesaro back? I'm saying, why wouldn't you reunite Cesaro with Paul Heyman? There's unfinished business there. It didn't work the first time, I don't think it'll work again. But again, I don't think that they really knew what they were doing with him the first time. Like, he wasn't really... the second time? I think that if you're doing it this route where his job is to be a heel ass kicker, they never really defined exactly what he I, was I, I, when he was with Heyman the, the first time. The problem with anybody, and this has been anybody with Heyman who isn't Lesnar and who, isn't, who wasn't CM Punk because Lesnar wasn't around for right. quite a while there, is that you know it's Heyman's there and it just feels like he's managing them on the side. Like they're the side guy. Well, I hear you, but if Lesnar's not going to be there for a little while, could you? Is there a way that you could do this where you make where Heyman dumps Lesnar right to to get him further over his heel and Cesaro? Oh, is you're part saying of that. dump him, right? I'm saying it's it's, it's possible that if, that if Lesnar's going to be if, it, now part of it is are they going to plan on keeping Lesnar as a face when he comes back the next time? Right. I mean, if, I, I assume they're going to keep. Okay, so if you're going to do here. that, could you could you do this where you have Heyman dump Lesnar and say, you know, because presumably he's not walking away with the title again, that you're a loser, you're not the same guy, whatever, and then have him involve Cesaro in some way and Cesaro's now his guy again. I mean, uh, at, at this point, here's the problem. It seems it. like a reach because Cesaro was just running around with Tyson well, Kidd a month ago. And, and, I mean, that's not even why it's a reach. The reach is more... Heyman dumping Lesnar at this point. We have seen them together 
on and off WWE for 12 years now. I know, now. but how are you making this work with Brock Lesnar as a face? Yeah, but here's the thing. He's going to turn heel again. Just when though i mean I, yeah you have to hold your breath TV enough, by the time the, wrestlemania yeah. comes right we saw that it's gonna i really have a strong feeling that austin I, versus lesnar is gonna happen uh, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't i don't i don't i don't he's gonna need something to sell out cowboy that, well, i hear what you're saying that you need some big over the top event i feel like rock rock is more likely and then at that point if that was the case and you need lesnar to be a heel again i mean i get it that like right. a lot of the scenarios that make sense you would need lesnar to be a heel but he even vo- obviously he needs a voice and paul there's no better i, I voice feel like rock rock they would just they let them both just sort of be yeah, big they, rock stars and yeah. who cares if you root for one guy root for one guy yeah brock cannot compete on the mic with Austin and that's what they're going to rely well, I'm on saying, what if it's on rock, the entire the, the more, the more like rock, rock he still can't hang he can't sell a, a, right, sell a you're match saying on he his needs own leading that. up you know what I mean yeah. he, he can't build the match with, with no you're right you and, know, without and, Heyman and, yeah, you I can't mean, do it I just, you need somebody just, on the stick yeah the, the Heyman Lesnar partnership is it, it's almost too ingrained at this but, point. The, but there's two things that come along with that. You have this time period where you don't have Paul Heyman on TV, and that and is that's not a good problem. for anyone. You're right. That is a big there problem. There is no way that it's okay to not have Paul Heyman on TV. Which is why I wonder if they and, – and we don't know that. For all we know, in, in going away, he may not wrestle again to Rumble, but what if he shows up? You know, He shows up once a month. Right, and I'm, I'm not opposed to that, but it's still – you need Heyman involved in storylines. Right. You need Heyman to be a part of your week-to-week program. I agree with you. And and that I get it. Like you're forcing it. If you go with somebody else, maybe you have two guys unite somehow. You know what I mean? Like maybe Lesnar is working with Cesaro, right? right. Like that. Th- there might be. I just feel like that 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 would be a way to make it work. Because again, Cesaro's never going to be great on the mic. He's just not. Um, he's fine. It's he's not like fi- he, no. He's he's not a butcher. No, but he's never going to be brilliant on the mic. He's the perfect worker right. to be around Paul Heyman. They just never had any direction I mean, for them when they were I, together. I, I agree, manager. I don't know. I mean, just especially with the fact that they've tried it, it'll just feel like oh, you know, this again. Right. Like right. just just I, the feeling there. I, is there I authenticity there? It does Heyman really I, view him I, as a Paul Heyman guy? Is, I I think. First of all, I think he does because basically anybody who's an indie guy at this point can be considered yes, a Paul I Heyman agree. guy. I agree. Um, I, I think the the better solution for Heyman is you find someone from NXT and you bring him up. Oh, I think that there'd be something very logical about you know, well, a Finn Balor. A Finn Balor as a Paul Heyman you know, though, guy would doesn't make that a doesn't that make you think about sense. Curtis Axel? You know what I mean? Like it. it but it, I mean, there is a relation that like I, I Finn Balor is legitimate. Basically. Anyone with, like I said, anyone with indie cred is kind of considered. I, a I, I hear what you're saying. I but just Finn's going to come to the to the main roster a babyface, and he's not going to be able to escape that. To me, he's got Ricky the Dragon Steamboat written all over him. I just don't see him becoming heel ever. He's, oh, I disagree with. I he can he can do so much. He's so good. He's so talented. Uh, but I, I think the question is when he's going to come right, up. You, less than. Well, I think part of it's when he's going to come up. But I think there also is a question about what's the best way to bring a guy like that up. Right. But, but it, uh, you look at the entrance. It has baby face. How do right, you not right. cheer like, this it's guy? It's big over it's, the top. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like a rock star entrance. Well, you, you, he well when, when he comes paint. up, he's, yeah. You're. I mean, he's undersized. He's not huge. No, but he he's he's undersized. But he look like. He's not one of those indie guys who you're like, okay, well, maybe he makes, maybe, you know. he's If he was three inches taller, he'd be the biggest superstar in the history of wrestling. Because, well, that's a huge statement. Well, I mean, he just, he has that look. He right. is, if he was three inches taller, he'd be Vince's wet dream. He's and he could do of, everything else. He's kind of bland. I've, I've, I've watched him on the mic a little bit, and he's kind of bland. And no, I'm, he's, I'm waiting he's, for that he's been character in the ring to be an extension he's, he's of who shown, he is on the mic. He's shown Mike skills. He's shown Mike skills in uh, various, you know, the various other indies he's worked for. And, 
I mean, let's put it, they're doing a 30-minute documentary on him on the network. Like, they, they are ready to push him. But you're right. The question is, is Heyman right? But I just don't know Cesaro. I don't know if any guy on the roster makes sense right now to be a Heyman guy. Um, I, I think they, if you want Heyman around, the, the thing that makes sense is find a guy from NXT who you think is right. I mean, Owens would make sense, I, is that, but you don't need yeah, it. Yeah, but you don't need it. That's the problem. Yeah. And again, you say that, but then I don't think you can force that into – Paul Heyman needs to be around one of your top matches on your card. And I, I don't know that, you, that there's anybody else NXT-wise that you can really force into that role that, be, that would make sense immediately. Bring up Rhino. <laughs> I mean, I love me some Rhino. Don't get me wrong. The only about guy that. that really makes sense on the roster right now, but unfortunately, he's already a part of the authority, is Seth Rollins. I think he is the quintessential oh, man, Heyman guy. He would be guy. great with Heyman, wouldn't he? They're both weasels. Now, if, if but again, if, you don't need it. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Is Rollins is too good on the mic. I know he's like, too good. I mean, but and that would honestly, if you're saying, like, what what if you make a face? Heyman I'm Luke guy Harper. You don't really have anything yeah, for him right yeah, now. Yeah, that could, that could make sense. He's not – he does nothing on the mic. Yeah. You would have to get him out of the Bray Wyatt character. I mean, he would have to completely yeah, and, and abandon the, problem, the character. And that's the is that it's so hard with that character. And you couldn't you couldn't do it with the character. You'd have to change but who as, as, as part of a total reboot. But, uh, again, does that almost feel like the Curtis Axel Yeah, thing? I hear you. Right. I, it, it, it wouldn't be terrible. It would not I'm be terrible at all. I think it could fit. Yeah, you, you know, I'm a huge Luke Harper. I know. Harper. You love Luke Harper. I, I love me some Luke Harper. And uh, it would definitely – Potentially get him over, but it would have to be part of a full reboot. All right, uh, we gotta we gotta wrap up this segment, Derek. Let me. Uh, what, what can I plug for you? What can I? Uh, inside press Just box. Inside press box. That's sort of my thing. Sunday morning, ten thirty a.m. on ABC Two here in Baltimore. Give it a shout. Where you want? Are you you're on Twitter? Where's your Where's your Twitter? At Derek Watte. Real simple. Uh, it, it, people spell it, Derek. D e r e k. Just like Just like Derek Jeter. D e r e k. Watte. Just sound it out. W-A-T-T-A-Y. <laughs> Syllables, people. Syllables. Hey, man, it's good to see you. Appreciate you coming Same in to hang out for a bit. You, you should probably me. watch wrestling. Uh, you know, like, I, I mean, promise just... the next time I'll come in better prepared. I do I do have one one tidbit that I thought was interesting. All right. I'll, I'll let you guys chew on it a little bit. All right. But uh, the Ambrose and uh, Roman Reigns partnership. Yes. You know what it kind of reminds me of? Rated RKO, the babyface version. Huh. Okay. Think of it, think of it like this. The babyface huh. version of Rated RKO. Yeah. Okay, Randy Orton was coming off of a dreadful uh, face turn okay, yeah, after yeah. he left Evolution. Yeah, I remember. Okay, and he's, he can't really find anything. He hasn't really found himself. He's getting zero pop. He's come back off the end. I remember he had an injury. that He, he had like a, like a neck injury or yeah, something. Yeah. He came back, and he didn't really have anything for him to do, and he couldn't generate any heat for, his, for himself. So what did they do? They partnered him with the hottest heel in the oh, business, yeah. Edge. Yeah. You know, who was, who was sort of the, the people's That's heel. interesting. So in the, same now, way, in the same way Dean's kind of saving Roman. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's He's sort of getting the rub there. Yeah. No, it's an interest, I think it's an interesting Makes comparison. Sense. I think it's good. Well, then you have added something now. There See, you go. Yeah, despite the fact, Look at I, despite the fact I have not watched WWE program pro- programming in a month, I contributed <laughs> something to the show, a little food for thought. I like that. I like that. All of your listeners, take that home, chew on it. <laughs> Thanks, Derek. Good to see you, buddy. Uh, it's all brought to you by WrestleCrate. Uh, make sure you get there. 10% off by uh, putting in the uh, code JOSENTME at uh, WrestleCrate, WrestleCrate.com. We'll come back in. We'll go over uh, other happenings from the, uh, the world of professional wrestling. And uh, still to come, Magnus, uh, TNA superstar. That's on the way. It's uh, jobbing out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. My dad calls it snuff. Uncle Jimmy, well, he calls it chew. Most all the guys in my family use it. And I never thought much of it until one of them turned up with cancer. Doctor said he can get rid of it, but not without taking part of his jaw. So I really don't care what they call it. 
No way is it worth winding up with a hole in my face. Tobacco stops with me. Ready to quit? Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Give your child the ultimate baseball camp experience this summer. At each week-long Ripken Experience Camp, players live and breathe baseball at the nation's finest youth complex. During each week-long camp, Ripken Baseball's elite coaches work alongside former major leaguers to provide an innovative instructional experience. And every camper gets decked out in the latest high-performance gear from Under Armour. Elevate your child's on-field potential with an unforgettable week at the Ripken Experience Aberdeen. Powered by Under Armour. Register now at ripkinbaseball.com slash camps. Over the years, thousands of people have asked the burning question. What makes Royal Farms world-famous chicken world-famous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Is it Royal Farms' secret recipe? Is it because it's always fresh, never frozen? Or that it's cooked on the spot, right in the store? Absolutely. See? Mm-hmm. Told ya. But there's another big reason. Royal Farms buys bigger chickens. As much as 40% bigger than other chicken places. So when you buy Royal Farms' world-famous chicken, you get plumper, juicier pieces, more bites to the box, and more chicken for your money. Ooh! All right! Yeah! Royal Farms' world-famous chicken. It begins with bigger chickens and ends with what most people think is the best-tasting chicken in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Right now, get 10 of our always fresh, never frozen, hand-breaded chicken tenders for just $12.99 at Royal Farms. Wrestling fans, it's time for Wrestle Crate. Wrestle Crate is a pro wrestling themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a t shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those t shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter at WrestleCrates and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. All right, I don't know about you guys, but when my car goes up, there's nothing in the world worse than having to pick up the phone and call my mother-in-law, who I love, and say... Can I ask you a favor? Could you come get me and take me to work? Oh, it's so uncomfortable. That's why I turned to First Choice Automotive in Joppa, 710 Pulaski Highway, 410-676-5552. Free towing with all repairs. Free loaner cars with major repairs. First Choice Automotive, fcautomotive.com. Make them your first choice when it comes to your vehicle. You are now tuned in. Back in here on Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster, going around the world of the WWE and pro wrestling. As I mentioned, Magnus, or the artist at least formerly known as Magnus, former TNA star and now headed towards uh, global, uh, it's, it, global Force Wrestling and big plans for what they're going to be doing with Jeff Jarrett. He'll be joining us in our next segment. And we talked a little bit about WrestleCrate in our first segment, but um, you are a, uh, uh, I don't know what you... You call it a client? Like, what's the actual term? For? I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of Russell. Well, I know that. Is what I, no, I, that is what I. But am. you actually get them, and I, I don't do, know if that I means you're a in, customer or in, a client in, or what in, you call in, that. I, a subscriber or whatever. Yeah, yeah, subscriber, right. but yeah, uh, it's actually. I think it's supposed to arrive today. I can't wait to get oh, home from God. here so I can get that. Uh, yeah. I got, All right, we'll speed through this. Uh, yeah, a, a few a few <laughs> days ago, it, that it, it's become my favorite email. Is 
you, Wrestle Crate on its way, just tracking number oh, there. Wow. Spend the next few hours. And just, this and this could be the month where you might have something from the, the king, maybe. It, it's and very then? possible, and oh. uh, you know they just announced about their elite invasion, which is every uh, Ultimate Crate is now going to have the Mattel Elite uh, version. I don't know. I'm not a huge action figure guy, but the Elite is like the big. You know, they, they put extra time into those figures. They look really good. Wow. They have some of the bigger stars now. They're the ones that you go into Walmart, because I know Walmart's a big Mattel place, and it's the $20 action figures okay. up there. That comes in a $30 box. And so, but that's not all you're getting. You're no, getting, no, no. You're getting yeah. that. You're getting a shirt. You're getting whatever else happens to be in the crate, a DVD, picture, koozies, whatever. That's so cool. But, uh, yeah, when, when you get an action figure being worth it on its own, there's no reason at all not to go and get the uh, $30 Ultimate Crate. You can also get the $15 Standard Crate. But uh, the Russell Crate's fantastic. It's, it's just blowing up right now. Everyone wants to be involved with it. Well, so. It's the coolest thing ever. Yeah. If I mean, you're a wrestling fan, this is perfect. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's just good stuff. It's it's a care package, as I keep trying to explain. That In the same way, um, you, you'll hear about things like this, right, where if you're not from – for example, there's a company. I'm not going to give them any plugs because they don't give – you know, they're not a partner of ours. But there's a company that if you're not – if you're from Baltimore, you move somewhere else. They'll one time send you a package of things that you can only get in Baltimore, right? And it's nice. It shows up at your doorstep. You're like, oh, it's – I remember what it's like to be at home. You know, like yep. here, here's the cookies that I like. Here's the chips that I like. Here's all those things. You get it one time. That's it. That's, that's the end of it. This is – and for wrestling fans – you always like wrestling. Like yes. You don't like it once a year. You like it all the time. This shows up once a month, and it's brand new goodies, whatever they are, T-shirts, action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, DVDs so much yeah. stuff. That, Watch your man koozie like I got last yeah, month. Yeah, <laughs> you're just going to love. You're going to love it. So get to WrestleCrate.com right now. Again, packages start at just $15 a month, and you can use our code, JOSENTME, and get 10% off your WrestleCrate subscription. You know someone going away to college. This would be perfect for them if they're a professional wrestling fan. WrestleCrate, WrestleCrate.com. Let's uh, touch on some other things that happened. Aaron and I were at Raw. By the way, just a, sort of a, a note on the live experience from Monday night. Pretty good crowd. I mean, it wasn't a packed. Uh, it, it wasn't crowd packed, but it was um, It was. It was, it was up an, and down. It was a very up and down crowd. I thought it was fairly involved. I, th- yeah. I thought it was an involved crowd. I thought it was, for the most part... For, from what I heard, that didn't come off that much. And part of it is just because the Verizon Center is a it's terrible it's venue. It's big. It's big. It's, car- it's a terrible place to see a concert. It's a terrible place to hold any sort of sound. So with the exception of the occasional hockey game, Ver- Verizon Center crowds are not going to sound good. And I don't think that, at least from what I heard from people commenting on the crowds, the crowd didn't quite come off um the one thing i mean they were nuts about roman reigns they went they you you say that but i thought the pop was still bigger for dean the entrance yes when he started going through his moves like before bray wyatt came out before they lost their minds over him you know hitting the superman punch over him you know starting to to clothesline the people they were just absolutely delirious at Um, that point that was as loud as i've heard of horizon center crowd for wrestling get. I don't know about that. I think I've heard them louder than that. But I, I hear you. They were definitely, they were into it. There's no doubt. They were also way, very into the Cesaro-Cena match. They were way in. And, and look, how could you not be? Right. It was incredible. Um, one other interesting note about the live crowd there is how over uh, New Day is. And the New Day sucks chance started before they even started taping Superstars. Oh, yeah. That was the first, you know, normally you get the, the, the yes chants, the woos. Or yeah. No, no. The first chant 
new day sucks. New, new day sucks. I mean, it was really like yeah. amazing to hear that was like a, a large pocket of the audience before anyone had entered into the arena, before there was even as much as one grappling contest yep. uh, that had been held. There was already uh, some New Day sucks chance. So I thought that was interesting um, as we see just sort of how over New Day is at the moment. And they really are. I thought that, by the way, just to touch on it because we didn't really have it included, I thought that was great, the, uh, the, uh, oh, four, the, the four-on-four match. Uh, the, the New Day, the, I mean, the only thing that was a crime about was that they didn't give the New Day or, or Bo Dallas yeah. a mic. I mean, that that, I mean, that's a crime. Right, yeah. That, yeah. The, like, legitimately, whoever wrote that in and didn't pencil in two minutes, you know, right. a minute, for those guys to be able to talk to one And, like, another. how fortunate are the, the Lucha Dragons right now to be able to sort of insert themselves into that? You know, like... They worked for... Like, that foursome team, they good. worked for... Like, you, you had good. the speed of the Lucha Dragons, and then, you know, even Darren Young almost got to be a powerhouse type... Uh, but, you know, you, you had them working their way up. I thought, I thought they worked perfectly together. A lot of times those thrown-together tag teams don't work together that well. They don't seem to fit. Those, those two teams work really well. Um, are we going to save Darren Young for later in the show for the... Him showing up at the I don't I haven't just, I don't know if we had talked about whether or not that was going to be one of our three in the quick count because him showing up at the pride parade and having the belt but yet they still didn't really like they still haven't acknowledged the fact that the guy's gay at all like on television which I, I still think they don't need to do I don't think they need to either but I think it's it's starting to be a bit strange. I, I don't think it is strange. I think that, you know, for once, they're actually separating a TV character I, from who they I, are, I, and I, I think that's fine. I understand that, but when you send that person to a major public event well, with that, that's the That's assuming belt, they're sending him. I assume he I has don't for think permission. A, oh, I don't think there's a chance. Well, yeah, okay, that's fine. Well, they, they, no, I, I think there's a, a be him initiating it and them, quote-unquote, sending him to okay, it. Okay, but he still went there carrying a WWE belt. He okay. didn't go there just rogue. Right. He went there right. with a WWE belt. There's no way he would have been able to do that if the WWE wasn't signing Correct. off on it. Correct. I think that you're sort of running a risk by having him make these public appearances. They're so public, tied into the fact that he's gay without ever acknowledging it whatsoever. Um, and I do think that the, the, the risk is within the, the gay community that why won't you? What, what, why is it? Because you're afraid of it? And I think that's the problem. That what you, the way that you describe it, I, is I see more, what you're they're, they're yeah. doing it for good reasons. Like that, they're saying, "Hey, look, we don't, we, we, you know, we're so far advanced with how we treat, uh, but that we don't have to acknowledge it." Right. Like, of course, he's gay. Who cares? You know what I mean? Right. Like, look how far advanced we are. The flip side Fine. being, what are you afraid of acknowledging the fact that he's gay? Right. Like, on that, that doesn't. That's not a good look. It's not a good look. But and you know what? You're right. When if it comes up, then it be, starts to be wrong. So far, surpri- and, and I think it's a little surprising that we haven't heard that many questions about it. It's been more, wow, I can't believe WWE I, I isn't think, exploiting this I, as I much as... I think within the community. Remember, Darren Young got very angry because he thought that they had blurred out his, his boyfriend. Right, as it, it turns just, out, it was a, a release issue. Right. And they didn't have the rights. I, I think that within that community, there are some issues that... Okay, it's it's nice to see that we have a an openly gay wrestler who's succeeding. That's awesome. You know what succeeding I mean? Succeeding and not turning into Orlando Jordan. Uh, who's, by by know, all means, yeah. I don't. We don't want Billy and Chuck. We don't want any of those things. Right. But that it, you can't just have him acknowledge. You know, like in some way, it can be slight. You know, what I, I mean, well, it they, been, they are acknowledging it slightly, but not on TV. Well, even on TV. Well, the, no, they're they're dancing around it. You right, know well, they're I mean? they're, like, they're doing the little winks and nods towards it, which, in my idea, I think that's the right way to go. You. Because at this point, it, it's almost 
every other week where they're making a wink, you know, either there on been a lot of There's no doubt. There's been a lot of winks. There's been a lot of – but again, there's never been an acknowledgement that he is an openly gay professional wrestler. And I think that for the community, they would like that. You know what I mean? Like that they would like to see – You know, I'm, I'm not – Part yeah, of that community, I, so right. I, I, not, I, don't, I don't want to put not, words and again, in their That's mouth. a good point. I don't want to speak for everyone. I yeah. think that it is clear that there are members of that community that would like to see that. And that's all. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's it. Um, I, and, and again, it's up to him. Like, if he doesn't want to, but the fact that he has come out publicly you would make you think that he would not – he's not trying to hide from that on television. Again, there's a line between character and right. person. I get it. There's a whole lot of stuff that goes on. But they're very quick to point out that you know Titus O'Neil's a good father. Right. They're very quick to point out personal traits about right. other of their characters. True. Very true. You know that's that's all that's all I would say. Let's move on. All right. Um, let's talk this, about Roman. Let's let's talk about Roman and Bray. well and Bray. Yeah. I I here's what I'll tell you. I'm uninterested in Roman Bray. I just am because I've been so uninterested in Bray of late that you, you can't force me to be interested. Mm-hmm. I think that he's in desperate need of an overhaul because I don't think that the stuff that they think is landing with him, the, the ripping out the eyes, and I just don't think it's landing at all. I think people still like the entrance. I think they still like the lights going out. You know, I was thinking of that as I was watching on Monday night. They, they should do more with the lights at their live events. And I'm not saying Sin Cara lights – I'm saying that there should be more than just red all the time um, because it does create sort of a moment of something else is happening now, and it's, I think it helps with sort of keeping the crowd engaged. Right. Just something that simple, you know what I mean? Whereas if you're looking at the same sort of format the entire time, it might be hard for you to remember the difference between Ryback and, right. and The Miz or you know Big Show and Mark Henry. Like, you just might... I, I just think there's almost no way to do it without becoming so overbearing like Sin Cara's was. Okay, maybe that's the case. And I don't know exactly the way it is to do it. But I just, it was something that I noticed as we were watching on Monday yeah. night. Like, when the lights would change, I would notice myself getting kind of reengaged right. at the lights changing for a different entrance. You know, right. for Bo Dallas's entrance. The lights change. I mean, the, the problem with Bray Wyatt that, that you were saying, like, you're having trouble getting engaged, is because, for the most part, they've been using the same formula. It's he comes out, or he doesn't even come out. He goes on screen. He cuts a rather rambling promo. I don't even remember completely what it was about this time. Um, it, it was rambling. It was, it was a very standard. And you, would, and you thought, you know, that would be it. But this was a little different. They really made, as much as, you know, I'd say the authority stuff was kind of the center of the show, but they made Bray Wyatt a major part of multiple aspects of the show. They had him show up. They had the, the, the pre-match promo with Dean and Roman. That wasn't about the match. That was about Roman and you know Roman's mindset because Bray was getting in his head. Obviously, he shows it was also up a little bit about their friendship, which is also kind a little of weird. Well, but yeah. regardless of that, but you know, it was it was very much about Bray. Then, obviously, he shows up in the main event, he does his thing, and then comes back out later, which was a little weird the way they did that, but whatever. And then the final shot of the night, and, and I always, one of the things I key in on is, what is the final shot of the night? Right. What do they focus on? It was Bray. Bray kneeling over Roman was the final shot. And that's something we hadn't seen really since he was well, shooting okay. with Cena. Keep in mind, no Lesnar this week, you know what I mean? Like, okay. just keep that in mind, and that plays a role it 100% does play a role. in this. Um, but uh, there, there had been no Lesnar for months and we had never you know like i i hear you well we did see him come. he was the way that a pay-per-view ended you know what i mean like let's not let's not that's per- true that there, there was that one but then after that he wasn't really the focus it was back to lesnar it was back to the title it was back to rollins or cena or whoever 
Um, you're right. There, there was the one pay-per-view, and I feel like there was one Raw where they had, uh, you know, like a fourth match between Ambrose and Wyatt. Where, but it wasn't that posing, you know, that signature pose. Right. I, I hear you. Um, I just don't. I don't know that I can make a ton of it as much as it's we got to deal with. We got to work with what we have tonight, and right. what we have tonight is a, a card of guys that well, are. But the very logical. The very logical was to have the authority stand. Right, the that would have been a completely logical, and that's what I expect. You know, as the beat down, you know, as the match was happening, I was like, okay, the final match, you have the the authority. But just like last week, instead of instead of Lesnar on, at their feet, it's either Ambrose or Reigns or both of them at their feet, and that's how they end it. And that would have been logical, and that. But, but they went but out of their I, way to have. Bray I think again, that part of that shot. because you can't have Brock Lesnar in that shot this week. Well, no, but you could have Rollins. You could have yeah, Reigns. But, but what? But what are you? Uh, or Ambrose. Right, but, but you're not – Dean Ambrose isn't involved in a match that involves no, but, the authority but you sh- right you now. Show, what are you you again, show Seth Rollins is the powerful I, I, guy. I, I hear what you're saying, but as – I'll be dusty. What are you selling? What are you selling? If you're just selling Seth Rollins, you're, you're you selling the credi- of Seth Rollins. You're, this credibility but of you just Rollins done that a week authority. earlier with well, Brock Lesnar. But you, you do it even more. Yeah, I, I don't know that – they did that. They accomplished that by okay. having the authority run roughshod. I think now you need to sell a match at some okay. point. You have to sell a match. And without Brock Lesnar being there, the, your next match to sell right. is Roman Reigns and, and Bray Wyatt. Okay. I mean, that's that's and, what you and have. That's possible, and it's um, possible. But but the fact is, Bray Wyatt is now in the second biggest match where he's in that position. Yeah, so I, I mean, think, I, I hear that. I, being... I, I think there's. Let's put it this way: I think that you're right. It's one week. It may not mean anything. It, it may be meaningless in the big picture. It was interesting to see Bray Wyatt I, be I that underst- final shot. I understand now. what you're saying. I keep coming back to now what, mm-hmm. and and that's the question. And now what? You, right? you got. Two or three more Raws? Two more? Three more Raws? Yeah, at, and, and this Saturday's event in uh, Japan. I don't, I don't know well. if he's even involved. I don't know. In yeah, I don't know if yeah. Bray's involved. Um, now what? what? What are you doing? What is happening? Because I, I just don't see the goofy cutout eyes falling. I don't see that, that sticking the way that they think that it might. Like, they probably believe that's truly powerful imagery. I think it's very dismissible. I just don't. I think it comes off See, more I, as I think, bizarre than it comes right. off. Right, and, and I think you need to have the. And one of the things they did well this week was you had that mix of yeah, there's the, the mind games, but then he showed he could come out and just destroy people. And I think that's important, and it's something that they've lacked in the past six months with Bray. You know, with Taker, obviously, all he could do was talk because Taker wasn't there. Right. You know, with the little thing with Ryback again, it was mostly talking. It wasn't a whole lot of. And I can't remember if he was well, still. Don't forget, in there, there was injury. Right. Right. There, there was the injury. So I think that one thing they need to do is they need to remind people that Bray Wyatt is a threat, is a credible physical threat in addition to being weird. And if they can bounce that out, well, then, okay, maybe he can get back on track. But I feel like you come away with this. Are you really going to have him beat Roman Reigns? Like, are really? Well, that's the question. Right? That's the question. Okay. So isn't either scenario. If you haven't beat Roman Reigns, what do you do with him? If you have him lose to Roman Reigns, what do you do with him? Right. I mean, Bray is just... I mean, I, and, and it goes back. You know, we've talked very, about this several times. We're in great danger right now. Of Bray Wyatt only existing as a character, like he only exists as you know. He's the guy that he feels like he matters when he comes he's out. In that bubble. He's in that bubble. Yeah. Where yeah. he matters when he's on screen, and otherwise, it, he doesn't exist. Right. It, yeah. It's just there's nothing to it. Right. And and I I don't want to I don't want to completely repackage Bray because again. No, you his can't, entrance, you can't, re, you can't, entrance you can't repackage him. You just have to build on the character. They've been allowing him to exist. The you know after after the Wyatt family broke up, he's been the same constantly. You just need to. But what is he? Well, and that's the problem. He's he just, was at least a cult leader at one right, point. Right, he's, he's a cult leader without a cult. 
He's nothing. He's 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 just a guy. He's almost. I mean, at, at this point, it seems like they're trying to make him like the Joker or something like that. Um, which okay, which maybe, is fine. Maybe. But you got to commit to that. Right. Right. He's got to be real. And he also has to be a physical threat. Correct. He, he can't just be the Joker. Ha ha. And lose. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Um, anything else? Dolph, Dolph. We got. I guess speaking it's of angles so that aren't bad. working, it's, so it's it's hurting him at this point. Yeah. The the reaction for his music playing. Dolph had routinely for years now gotten one of the better live pops yep. when his music. Yep. Hit. You know whether you want to say whether he was a true main eventer, whether he well, was getting the main event. It, it always felt like when he came out, something that mattered was about to happen. I wouldn't necessarily say something there, but the crowd was always into uh, him coming we've out. We've already had this argument. Yeah, that, that, right, but moving on from that argument, the, the crowd always popped up. No matter what he was doing, he could have been facing our truth and the crowd would pop for his music coming out because they enjoyed seeing him. The crowd, there was a, a cheer, but it was a slight cheer. It, it was not anywhere near what it had been. They are killing Dolph with this angle. I don't know if it's intentional. I don't know what they're thinking because they have to realize at this point that this is not getting over in any sort of way. And, you know, people were relieved when Rusev came out. Thank on, God Rusev Yeah, like came we were – there was I – don't, I don't know if there was a cheer, but there might have been a cheer for him coming yeah. out because they were drowning. They have no chemistry. Gary Williams and Debbie Yao had more yeah, that, chemistry. That only means that it's something to like uh, six of us. I know, but still. It, it, I, look, I, I hear what you're saying and a couple of thoughts. One, it, it's tough when you're trying to build clearly to a Rusev-Ziggler uh, 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 SummerSlam match. Right. And you know you don't have Rusev for the pay-per-view between then. So you're, you're, you're trying to go with this long build. Right. And, and particularly long because you're talking about an 11-week build, something right. along those lines, to a pay-per-view – that is really hard to pull off. It just is. It's right. hard to keep that fresh. So clearly they're trying to inject Summer Rae. To, I'm going to guess this Summer Rae, Lana, Summer Rae, Battleground. Battleground or, which or, is honestly, which is fine because when those two were talking to each other, it there was, was some actual. There, right. was, there, like, there was some chemistry. There was more chemistry between Summer Rae and Lana than Dolph and Lana. No, there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing um, wrong with that at all. Uh, yes, you're right. And, and I, would, I would continue that. And you know I would, what I mean? You like, know what? I would keep Dolph away. Yes. If I, could, I, would, I would push Dolph away from there and just make it. If it was just a triangle, if the triangle was Rusev, Summer Rae, Lana, this angle would be fine. But the problem is they're trying to get the Rusev Ziggler at, Sum at SummerSlam, which, by the way, at, at heart, I like. Yes, that's you know what what I mean? good like, If you had introduced me to, to Rusev uh, Ziggler with finally Rusev doing something besides you know, Russia, America. I like that. Even if it was Russia, I don't know. America. I don't want that anymore. I don't want that anymore. And that's fine. You know what? That's fine. But I'm saying it would have been fine with that. Well, it would have been – I don't know if it would have been fine. I think I would have complained about that. But I don't want this. I don't, I don't want I just, this. I, I just want Lana. And, and I sure as hell don't want it for another nine weeks. The, the, the problem at this point is I don't know how you extract them from the situation. Like that's, that's the big problem is that it's very hard. They're, they're so committed. Like they showed two or three segments building up to that segment. Well, like, I mean the only, way you, the only way you do it is by making it drastic because that's a battleground. You have um, – Lana turn on Ziggler and immediately go right back, back to Rusev. And now it was all part of this evil manipulative plan to try to screw with Dolph Ziggler. And then they and, look evil again. Okay. Like that's the only and, way and, I can salvage but, but, anything but out then of this. But then you have two more weeks of this. And, and, yeah, and, and, and I, I agree with you. Is that that's the logical way? That's I would, you know what I would do for the next two weeks? Have Dolph wrestle. Have Dolph wrestle. And just have Lana up on the stage correct, or something like correct. that. They, yeah. There's no interaction. Yes. Don't she, have any more promos. Correct, no more promos. Correct. No Just more having, I'm in love. <laughs> right. When Dolph wrestles, that's a good thing. Yes. He's a very good wrestler. Yes, he is. Um, have him wrestle. 
and have Rusev sort of linger and be weird and set up Lana versus Summer Rae and then bail on whatever you're planning on doing. Have Lana turn on Zolf, yes. uh, Dolph at, yes. at uh, yes. uh, uh, Battleground. Just get Dolph have, out of this situation or you're going to kill him. You are going to kill him. Well, right, and you make him more sympathetic in that way. Right. Make him someone that was manipulated by Lana right. um, and, and Rusev. It was all a big part of their evil plan. You make him more likable. You don't have to have him talk about Russia in the process at all. No. It can just now be about their manipulation ha, ha, ha. Yes. and their evil uh, nature. If, if you want to drop in that he's a stupid American, find like one little line like that. But fine, you know, just fine, to, fine. To make fun of Americans is fine. Yeah. Get away from Russia. Just yes, get away yes. from that because that's run its course. It, right. it's, oh, it's over. But make fun of America all you want. That you're just you're just another one that we could do whatever we wanted with and all that. And you can have Lana play up like, why do you think we only kissed? I would never, you know, right. look like whatever you want to say, whatever you want right. to go do. But end it because you cannot have more of Dolph and Lana together. The, the, it is poison. The, the other one weird thing about it, like I, I've heard some people like try to justify it by saying they're trying to build Lana as as a credible person. Well, okay, so you have Lana beat up Summer Rae, and then you have Dolph's music play. So if if that's the case that they're trying to build up Lana, well, then they're failing at that too because they're just making her property of Dolph. So yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you, and and I ugh. All right, I don't want to talk about it any longer. Right. It's that bad. Uh, anything else we need to talk about from Raw? Not really. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, it, it was it was it was it, a it, solid. There, there was it, a it, it was, was a fun. good night of wrestling. There were some good matches. But I only feel it's good if you give it the caveat. Oh of, wait a second, we we got to talk a little bit about the opening segment and about oh. Jamie No. <laughs> oh, Jamie Noble, sure. I mean, the, the yeah, fact God that God bless him. He's a, he's a, he's, he's great. amazing. Yeah, he's the best. He was getting physically involved. I know. I know. With he's, three broken ribs. Yeah, but he was also like. Ducking out quickly, which is good, you know. What but I mean? but like, he was throwing those kicks, like I know, he was. I know he was throwing, and he was wincing, and oh, you could tell how it was just, amazing. It was brutal, but he's the best. And he's the, the fact best. that they were able to keep him in the storyline is so great because they're so great, and God, I love them. Um, and they're they're clearly just holding on to the car so Brock can be the one to destroy it, right? Brock can suplex somebody through the car. I bet the car never shows up again. I think it does. I don't think you. I, I, I think, don't think no, you introduce and I, that. And I'll tell you why. I think we're at a place now where we're thinking we're thinking of an older mindset, and I I I think so. You think it was basically one big red herring. Everyone was waiting for it to happen. I, you know, you know, my guess is my guess is they're trying to get money from somebody that's a sponsor. And they said, I, I tell you what, we'll put your car on TV and see how bad, how well that goes just, over for you. I just you know they brought it out again. I, I just can't imagine I it just hear going you. away. I just I think that we're thinking of an older mindset and thinking attitude era and. I just don't think they do that stuff anymore. I just oh, think, they still do it plenty. How many times have they done it in the last three years? Specifically with a, I mean, with El, Alberto Del Rio, they did it. But was that even within three years? Yeah. Are you sure? Del Rio. The, yeah, with, sure. With, Del, with the car. Del Rio's car. Yes, yeah, when he was feuding with Sheamus back in 2013 or something. Are you sure it was 2013? Uh, I mean, I can look it up, but right. I, the, the the car was. It was on the edge of three years if it was within three years. Uh, let me think here. 2013. This uh, when was when did Del? Okay, maybe maybe because that was the face. So maybe it was twenty twelve. It's, it's been a minute. What they do now is they like drop burritos on cars. I mean, that's what they do. Well, <laughs> well that was sure. Part of that too. Yeah, right? I mean, but that's, they, I, I'm they, saying I, I don't necessarily know that maybe someone will go through a window, but that that car is not. That might be the fax line. It's, yeah, uh, yeah. That that car is not staying pristine. It's coming right. back. It's not staying pristine. All right. All right. Uh, let's grab a break here. When we come back in, Magnus, or at least the artist formerly known as Magnus, former TNA star. It's uh, Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Aaron Oster. Over the years, thousands of people have asked the burning question. What makes Royal Farms world-famous chicken world-famous? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Is it Royal Farms' secret recipe? Is it because it's always fresh, never frozen? 
or that is cooked on the spot, right in the store? Absolutely. See? Mm-hmm. Told ya. But there's another big reason. Royal Farms buys bigger chickens, as much as 40% bigger than other chicken places. So when you buy Royal Farms world-famous chicken, you get plumper, juicier pieces, more bites to the box, and more chicken for your money. Ooh! All right! Yeah! Royal Farms world-famous chicken. It begins with bigger chickens and ends with what most people think is the best-tasting chicken in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Right now, get 10 of our always fresh, never frozen, hand-breaded chicken tenders for just $12.99 at Royal Farms. Give your child the ultimate baseball camp experience this summer. At each week-long Ripken Experience Camp, players live and breathe baseball at the nation's finest youth complex. During each week-long camp, Ripken Baseball's elite coaches work alongside former major leaguers to provide an innovative instructional experience. And every camper gets decked out in the latest high-performance gear from Under Armour. Elevate your child's on-field potential with an unforgettable week at the Ripken Experience Aberdeen, powered by Under Armour. Register now at ripkenbaseball.com slash camps. Don't be the guy that has to call your mother-in-law like I've had to in the past and beg for a ride when something's wrong with your vehicle. Take it to First Choice Automotive in Joppa. 410-676-5552. Dave and Chrissy know your car is your life. Free loaner cars with major repairs. Free towing to and from at First Choice Automotive. 410-676-5552 on the web. FCAutomotive.com. Get more than the score on a 50-word blog. Go to PressBoxOnline.com for the complete story on your favorite Baltimore and D.C. sports. High school to pros. My dad calls it snuff. Uncle Jimmy, well, he calls it chew. Most all the guys in my family use it, and I never thought much of it until one of them turned up with cancer. Doctor said he can get rid of it, but not without taking part of his jaw. So I really don't care what they call it. No way is it worth winding up with a hole in my face. Tobacco stops with me. Ready to quit? Call 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Brought to you by the Maryland Department of Health and Mental Hygiene. Wrestling fans, it's time for WrestleCrate. WrestleCrate is a pro-wrestling-themed mystery package that appears in your mailbox every month with action figures, pop vinyls, DVDs, wrestling books, fat heads, and much, much more. Plans start at only $15 a month, and every crate contains a T-shirt from ProWrestlingTees.com or BarbershopWindow.com. Those T-shirts are $19.99 by themselves. Check them out at WrestleCrate.com and follow them on Twitter, at WrestleCrates, and search WrestleCrate on Facebook. Welcome back in. It is Jobbing Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster with you, and a great opportunity to chat with someone who has uh, got a big change in his professional life at the moment. We actually uh, chatted with his wife a few weeks back when she was uh, here in uh, Maryland for MCW. He is Nick Aldis. You may uh, recognize him as well as uh, Magnus, but Nick Aldis is what we're going with. Nick, it's Glenn and Aaron here in Baltimore. Thank you so much for taking the time for us today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, big changes in your world, obviously. Yeah. And, um, yeah. I, you know, how did this all come about for you, Global Force? And did, did you did you know what was going on in TNA? Like, just give me a rundown of what the last few weeks have been like. Uh, well, you know, for, for, for anyone who might need refreshing, um, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I've been with TNA for 
six and a half years, which seems incredible to me when I think about it. But, um, you know, I, I signed with, with them uh, at the end of 2008, you know, and began in the beginning of 2009 after my acting commitments and stuff were, were finished. And, um, you know, I've been, been a part of the company ever since, obviously seen a lot of, a lot of changes in that time, you know, a lot of, um, like you do with any company, but, you know, certainly a lot of resets and a lot of different situations. And, and all the while, I somehow managed to, you know, continue to sort of stay the course and, and develop and grow as a talent and, um, you know, reached, uh, reached what I thought was sort of the, the pinnacle and the peak of my my career there, you know, towards the sort of tail end of 2013 and into 2014 and then 15. And, and then um, at the, you know, at the, I'm trying to think back now, in, in, in the middle of 2013, I, I uh, renegotiated a, a contract um, with with Scott Demore, who was my agent at the time, you know, through, with TNA, and uh, it, it was a two year deal with a with a one year option, and uh, it was you know it was a very good contract. They've taken very good care of me, and but it was also a very fair contract in in the sense of um, you know it wasn't it, it was a two way street. You know, there was I was able to I was able to kind of give my notice if I wanted to, and and. Um, you know, they're, they're, I, we we fought and won a lot of things that that perhaps aren't afforded to a lot of wrestlers. So that was sort of a, a, a testament to my value to the company at the time and everything like that. But basically, long story short, um, I kind of came to the decision, uh, probably if I'm honest with myself, maybe six months, maybe even more than that. That that you know, when this contract was was over, that I was going to uh, you know give my notice and, and say that. I've done everything I can do, and I, I appreciate everything. And it's 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 time for me now, at 28 years old, to you know to to, to do something else, to to you know do something and renew my focus and my energy because I just felt like I'd sort of maxed out at, at TNA. Um, some people call it the seven-year itch, and I can totally relate. You know, it's, and then the, the global thing, I've been you know very very close with Jeff Jarrett. I'm very grateful to Jeff because he's, he's done a lot for me behind the scenes and, and been very instrumental in me being viewed as a talent in a certain way. It gave me a lot of confidence early on. And, and um, we, you know, we just, we're very much on the same page in, in our mentality, the way we look at business. And um, that was really just a very, very <laughs> strange uh, coincidence of timing and everything. So, um, yeah, it's a, it is a, it's a very exciting and also Using sort of time for, for everyone. <laughs> you you know it, it's weird because this is when global force is kind of colliding with TNA, and it it yeah. leads us to a lot of questions. And I don't know how many of you even have answers to at this point, but yeah, you're, you're going to be you're probably going to be disappointed. Because <laughs> I really don't have that many. Have you thought at all about the possibility that you left TNA, but maybe could sort of be right back? It, it does. I, I well, I'll say. I'll tell you this. I actually just got off the phone with Double J um, about about some stuff that's very exciting about some some um, some UK stuff. And I hate to do that typical thing of like, oh, you know, there's a very exciting thing. You know, watch this space. But <laughs> right. you know, stuff I, I can't possibly really talk about. But it was. It, but it was a very exciting conversation um, to do with some some international stuff. And I know that that's one of the. That's definitely one of the the reasons why you know. Jeff and I have, have been very uh, close, you know, and why he's he's always uh, done right by me because, you know, I, I guess, you know, I carry quite a, a decent amount of 
sort of weight in terms of the international markets and obviously the UK and Europe and, and things of that nature. And so it was, we, we were actually talking about that. And I kind of mentioned to him like, hey, listen, I've had a, a bunch of interview requests since uh, since the news kind of got broke. I, mean, I guess it was Dave Meltzer was the first guy to kind of put it out there that my deal was coming up and that I wasn't staying. Um, not, you know, it wasn't entirely true that I was leaving for GFW. Like that wasn't really that. That was just a sort of strange coincidence where I, you know, they knew that I, I sort of let them know that like as of June 30th I was going to be a free agent. You know, and and I, I you know, left things on very good terms. We'd agreed to wrap up business the right way, and I loved the way that I did. And um, and then it just so happened that you know that then <laughs> then Jeff showed up at TV, and I just looked at him and went. What the hell? Like, what is, what's going on? I don't even. I, I looked at him. This is the truth. I, I, I was backstage at the at the TVs, and uh, Cody, uh, little Cody, came running up to me and gave me a big hug. He was like, "Hey, Magnus, I said, hey, Cody," you know. And I didn't put two and two together because I thought maybe Kurt had the kid, you know, for for the, for the week. I don't know. And then next thing I know, then I saw. Uh, Jeff's kids and I see this SUV and suddenly the window winds down and there he is and I just look at that I don't even want to know I'm just going to go <laughs> I don't even want to know so no one no one um, knew backstage that Jeff was going to be showing up no well I didn't I mean I can only speak for me but I didn't that's crazy that is, that is that's so wild alright so so again all this sort of happening very much at once um, I, I, I'm trying to approach this the right way do you yeah. feel like you're in a better place right now, um, knowing there's been some talk of turmoil related to TNA, and you know we've we've known there's been some things that happened with some other guys? Can, can you look at it right now and say, hey, look, this is maybe it's a coincidence, but it's all a very fortunate coincidence for me right now? I think that's the way I have to look at it. I, I um, to answer your first point of that, yes, um, not to say that. And I want to make this clear to anyone who, who might be listening, who might be wanting to try and get me for an interview, because I've had a ton of requests. I haven't, if I haven't got back to you all yet, I'm sorry. Like I've, I've been a, kind of banged up from the from the, <laughs> right. uh, the, the pay per view. Um, but uh, you know, if, if anyone's trying to get a hold of me to, to bury TNA, like that's not going to happen. Like just like you just forget it. You're wasting your time. Um, TNA have provided me with a very nice living for a very very good schedule. Um, you know, for a great number of years, and I've got to work as a as a professional wrestler. You know, trying to learn a craft and apply a trade. In in you know, from being green as grass and not deserving of any spot anywhere, I went from that to being you know a guy trusted with a hell of a lot of TV time, and 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 I've worked with everybody from like Sting to Kurt to Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Rob mm-hmm. Van Dam, Jeff Hardy, like you know. I don't. I, I don't know if well, that's kind of okay. <laughs> place where I could have had like such an education, um, and and also been and been and been paid, I think, quite handsomely for it, especially over the last couple of years. So I, I'm not. You, you know, you're you're, you're not going to find me saying anything but positives about like my career in TNA, um, just because you know that they they sort of given me uh, everything I have up to this point. So, yeah, I've earned it, sure, and I've and I've made. Like I made my mark, you know. Sometimes in spite of their decisions and, and all the rest of it, but at the end of the day, you know, they gave me the platform and the income, and I and I took it and I, you know, made something of myself with it. Um, with that being said, I have to tell the truth that you know when I gave my notice 
and had a conversation with um, John Kaburik, um big, you know, as people call him. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time we got off the phone, like, I, I felt like a, a 100-pound weight had been lifted off my back. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a, it, you know, it, it's a tiring, you don't realize necessarily sometimes until you, until you sort of, until it's done, you don't realize, like, how, how much it was weighing on you a lot of times, because it was always something, it was always something, you know, like, the, every, the, every week it was a new oh, did you hear that? Did you hear what, you know, did you hear the latest thing? Or like, did you hear about this? Or did you hear about that? And I do sometimes think some of it was a little unfair. The TNA, like it sort of became in vogue to just kind of like, it, it, you know, any, for example, anything that, you know, a lot of the things that would get reported about TNA, like if the same thing had been reported about Ring of Honor, like everyone would have just been like, Oh man, that sucks for them. Like, oh well, you know. But if TNA, it's like, oh TNA, they're terrible. Like, you know, they're they're run by a bunch of idiots. You know what I mean? Or or like, and vice versa. And 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 conversely, you know, if WWE were letting people go and everything like that, they don't. You know, no one's no one's writing their their epitaph either. So it's kind of sorry, my phone's going off. But um, it's you know, it, I sometimes think that that can be they can be a little bit disproportionately uh, kind of slammed but you know but at the same time you know it comes with the territory of, of of such fast growth they did experience incredible growth in the marketplace and no one can take that away from them you know when i began with the company in 2009 the middle of that year you know i could be wrong but they were they were only a few points off smackdown in the ratings you know and for a company which at that point had only been around for like seven years to have like a primetime spot on spike you know only a few points away from wwe second show like that's significant you know like i, I don't know any other companies experience that level of growth at that level of, you know that amount of time but uh, what you know with that growth comes a lot of pressure and and so it's kind of like it all goes with the territory i hope that everything works out for them like and i don't know what the hell's going on as far as like this stuff with with global and everything but mm-hmm. i do know that as a I had to trust my gut. I've been in the business for 10 years, thereabouts, and I'm a student of the game. I love the business, and I've been, you know, I've, I've, I feel like I've sort of been at every, I've been in every sort of facet of it I can, I can be, and I've, I've tried, I tried my best to sort of, you know, whenever I could to talk to the camera guys, the production guys, to sit in the truck, sit, sit on the headsets, do any of that stuff I could just to kind of get a whole feel for the whole business, and I've run the gambit of every I've been on every point of the card had like three minute matches to 30 minute matches I've had you know gimmick matches normal you know I mean I've I've tried to run every you know I've really run the gauntlet of the whole gambit of the business um and I you know my gut told me that the thing that had been missing um was the sort of the balance of what Jeff had what Jeff had in the company which was that balance of like the wrestling guy the experience Mm -hmm. of a pro wrestling, you know, pro wrestling booker and a, and a guy who has the third generation in the business and, and, and knows the business and loves the business and knows talent. And I think that to me is like the number one thing. Like Jeff, Jeff, I think has a, a much better idea of talent, like in terms of who to, who to trust in the important positions. And I think perhaps that might be what is, you know, that might be the, the, the issue I have with, you know, with, with that, where, where things are at with TNA currently. But I hope that they haven't reached critical mass. I hope that they can, you know, that every everyone can work it out. I got so many friends there and, and uh, you know, and, and honestly, by the looks of things, who's to say that, like, coming up here, they might not end up being, you know, 
more times where I, <laughs> where I kind of end up almost sort of working with them again. Right. I have no idea what, what's happening. All I know is that like my contract came to an end and I basically told them I wasn't interested in discussing another one at this point because I was ready to try something else. And I really was excited about being in on the ground floor with something with Jeff because I really, really like the way Jeff does business in a lot of ways. And I think that he's, and he has a great eye for talent and a great, and he surrounds himself with good people. You know, Sanjay's the man. And like when we did Rinky King in India, it was like, you know, that team was like, that was, you know, I saw, I saw the way Jeff, surrounded himself with guys who get it who are reliable and smart and dynamic and you know but also have roots in the business so it's kind of like the the perfect combination of like wrestling smarts but also like modern approaches to media and you know and this and that and and you know i'm very involved like in terms of ideas and 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 this and that because jeff deep down is an entrepreneur and good entrepreneurs know that you don't necessarily have to know everything you just have to surround yourself with people that that, that are stronger in the areas where you may not be. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you talk about all the rumors. You talk about how you guys kind of try, you know, you know a lot of it's not true and a lot of it's overblown. But, you know, especially over the past six months, obviously, Joe leaves. Uh, you have, you're not the only one who left. Obviously, James Storm left. Austin Aries is leaving. And with these rumors, the Destination America rumors, what has the locker room been like over the past six months or so? Um. Uh, you know, to be honest, yeah, very, very turbulent. Um, just, uh, I'm sure you guys were probably um, aware of the, uh, the, the the conference call that that mm-hmm. took place um, not not too long ago, and and, and all of that. But I, I know that the, you know, and and there were things said in that conference call that that perhaps were you know a long time coming. And you know, my, my thing on all of that. You know, and I'm not certain. I'm not going to have to sit here and like throw any talent under the bus about like, uh, you know, the things that were said or who said them. But you know, there were certain things I heard in that conference call where like, you know, talent, certain talent were like, like I'm disgusted by this, and like we have a right to, you know, to know, like blah blah blah, like this and that, and you know, and I, and I, and I I've been, I, and anyone who's been in TNA can tell you that I've I've been one of I've been at times very outspoken, you know. Um, but there, there was a point that I sort of sat there and went, the thing you have to remember as an independent contractor and in wrestling, you know, you, you, nobody owes you a living. You know what I mean? You, you, you're, it's, uh, you know, you don't have a right to, to, to be sort of guaranteed a, a living just because you signed a contract somewhere. You know, most contracts, in fact, you know, with the exception of some uh, uh, situations where it's like, yeah, we'll pay you this, but at any time we want, we can just cancel it anyway, you know, and that's the wrestler's fault for not being more protected amongst themselves. But, you know, that's a different story for another day. But I just kind of had this thing where I just went, you know, nobody owes you a living in this. Like, you know, every day that, here's the thing, every day that I get to put on a pair of tights and boots and pretend to fight to pay my bills and, and feed my son is a good day, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. because I could be, I could be doing something. I could be working much harder. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you talked a little bit, you said that when kind of Jeff left that you thought a kind of a big part of, you know, there, there was a big change there. What really do you feel was the big change after uh, Jeff left? Uh, like I alluded to, I think I think the balance um, 
I think that, you know, from a creative standpoint uh, and just from a philosophy standpoint, you had, you always had, there was a lot of, uh, Jeff provided that balance of a traditional wrestling booker who knows that there are certain things in pro wrestling that will always work. And there are certain fundamental reasons why people enjoy pro wrestling over other forms of entertainment entertainment or over other sports. And you provide you know, as long as you always provide those elements, you're always gonna you know, retain that audience. You know, there are certain like fundamental and I'm not talking about like, you know, it's gotta be good guys and bad guys, you know, and things <laughs> like that. It, it, I'm talking more about like the fundamental nature of like booking, you know, mm -hmm. and the fundamental nature of, of, you know, what makes a good worker, you know, like it's like, you know, it's going like, okay, we're going to, we're going to make this guy the, the, the top guy. Okay. But you know, his, his work isn't that great. So have you thought about what you're going to do when you, you know, when he's then responsible with like, you know, with a 20 minute match? Oh, it's okay. We'll think of that later. You know, like that, those kind of things. Whereas, <laughs> When Jeff left, there were a lot of things that I just felt like was, you know, there was a constant sort of struggle. Like, uh, that, you know, that perhaps that, like, when Jeff was there, he would have he would have nipped it in the bud and said, this is fine, but it has, you know, but it has to be done this way. You know what I mean? Or, like, if you want to get this done, it still has to have this. And, and I think that without that, without that balance of, like, the, 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 the wrestling guy... You know, there was uh, there was there was some real fundamental issues in in the in the stuff that was being produced a lot of the time. I do. He is Nick Aldis. He joins us here on Jobbing Out. Is uh, big news. He's headed towards uh, Global Force Wrestling after a long run uh, with TNA. Nick, um, I wanted to ask you about the the dynamic with um, uh, Ring of Honor appearing on Destination America, and now this this three hour block on Wednesday night. That for wrestling fans has been so good, and the Ring of Honor guys will all talk about how great it is, but there seemed to be, and maybe it was just an appearance, but there seemed to be some angst, maybe, um, about the network and, and what it meant for TNA, and, and just, did you notice any change, anything like that? Uh, I, I could see how the Ring of Honor guys could be, it was a total win for them, other than the fact that I don't think financially it was a win for them, but I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, I will tell you this, that there's a fundamental problem in the wrestling business from, from, and, and this extends, this doesn't, it extends from the independents all the way up to guys, you know, in, in, in the, in the very top company in WWE or in New Japan or anywhere else. There's a fundamental issue that we're experiencing that guys are undercutting each other, meaning that, that, you know, that there's, less money being distributed where it needs to be distributed because hmm. there are too many people willing to just come in and take the same spot for a lot less money. Hmm. I've become, I've been a victim of it because I was one of those people that always said, Hey, I'm in this spot now. I think that, you know, this, I think we, we maybe need to talk about my compensation here. I need this. I, you know, unfortunately there's a lot of guys that have come in since then that were like, Oh, I'm just happy for the spot. Like I just, I'm just happy for the opportunity. Hey, I'll do this extra. I'll do this extra, and I'll do this extra on top. By the way, like for free, you know. And you go like, hey, um, I get that. Like 
the, you know, okay, this might be great. Like the company, you know, you, you might look like you have this super great attitude. You know, you might be really like, and you might, you know, you might be the big baby face with the office, but like you're fucking everyone over, you know, to, you know, pardon my language. No. Like you're screwing all the boys over because you're doing it for nothing or you're doing it for way too cheap. So now it's really hard for the rest of us to justify our pay, you know, because like there were certain guys being given a lot of TV time uh, simply for the fact that they had signed like ridiculously low contracts yeah. because oh, yeah. they were just like, oh, I think it's the right thing to do. No, it's not the right thing to do because now, now you've made it hard for all of us, you know. And it's like you can't blame the you can't blame the guys paying the money because they're going to take, you know, they're going that's their job to get get the you know get the best services for the lowest possible no price. Doubt. But the fact is, you get what you pay for, and that's something else that I think TNA is. is possibly experiencing and understanding at this point is that you get what you pay for hmm. you know what i mean and hmm. like you can't you know you, you can't just tell people that that someone is worthy of the spot you know or, or like or, or is gonna or is gonna draw them a house you know you can't just tell them that and you can't you can't just dis, and you can't just kind of disregard years of um you know, years of, of building a, re, a relationship with an audience and and following through on your promises you know like Here's a great example. James, you know, James Storm and I had, had, uh, you know, even though we taped a couple of weeks of TV, you know, that, that will air in the next couple of weeks after this, you know, pay-per-view, you know, the, the pay-per-view was, was, you know, for, for all intents, but it seems like, I can't speak for James, but it seems like it's probably going to be both of our last matches. And I even referred to that in, in the promo because I thought, well, if it's real, let's make it, you know, let's, let's remind people of the occasion here. And, we went out and I mean, we took a lot of risks, you know what I mean? We like, we really like, we left it all out there and we, you know, we, we, we took a lot of bumps and get, you know, really like worked hard for the audience that night. I had a couple of people come up to me that day. I did the big bump through the table and, you know, and all that sort of stuff. And they said like, man, are you sure you want to do that? And I said, do what? And they're like, oh, that big, no, I saw you, you're going to do this, that big bump, you know, off the top through the table on the floor. And I said, yeah, of course I want to do it. I said, why? You know, like you're leaving. I said, that's exactly why. Because this is my way to like, to, to show everyone that, you know, you, that, you know, I've developed a relationship with this audience there, you know, a, a, a sort of trust with this, with my customers, you know, my customer base, I've developed a trust with them over the last six and a half years. And I promised them that this is going to be a good one. So just because I'm leaving, you know, I'm going to develop, I'm going to continue that trust because now wherever I end up being next, I need the, you know, I need those, I need that audience to come with me, you know, because that's what you do as a, as a performer and, a, and as a businessman, you, you know, you develop a relationship with your audience. Like, and so I said, absolutely, because I'm going to, and I also, it's a way to prove that you, you don't just, you don't just write something and it happens. You know, you, the, the talent has to make it happen, and the talent has to deliver on it. And you know, nobody with a nobody with a piece of paper or, or a computer in 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 Nashville or anywhere else can make that happen. The talent makes it happen. And that was kind of my message, and that was my sort of that, that was that was kind of what I was trying to get across in that to the fans was that you know, you you, you get what you pay for, and and if you want to see this, you got to follow me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was it. And based on the reaction, definitely seemed like you guys uh, definitely connected with the audience there. But uh, going back to what you were saying about the the wrestlers undercutting each other, with that, you know, with that mentality in the business right now, how how do you fix that? 
you fix that by the the the, the, the really good talent that you know the the. I mean, I think that you know there there are certainly ways that that, that people are seeing it now because I know that you know that, think that look at look at the look at the departures, you know, AJ Styles, Joe, you know, and look where they've ended up, you know, like the 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 companies that make money and the guys that get it, you know, they they know really who has who actually has the the value, you know, that you develop the market value. Um, you know, you, you, a market value can't just be created by somebody in an office for somebody. You know what I mean? Yes, you, some obviously companies can stick the rocket pack on someone and you know help them become a become a major a major player. But at the end of the day, your work and your you know your ability and your dedication and your commitment to the audience to, to connect and to make something is 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 what make you know is is what develops your market value hmm. and. As long as you know, as long as performers sort of understand that and, and understand that they have a market value as an individual rather than you know just as part of a of a brand, then eventually it, it levels itself out. Sometimes it takes sometimes it takes departures and guys to you know to to, to go elsewhere and sow their seeds elsewhere to sort of you know to to make that apparent. You know, and also it's it's kind of goes back to what I said before about like nobody owes you a living, like. You know, you get to a point where you, you know, I've built, I've made more money year on year with TNA every year since I got there. I'm very grateful to that, but also proud of it because it was my work that did that. But at the same time, it's like, hey, if they're not, if, if they're not going to have the the necessary revenue streams and the platforms to 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 capitalize on that, then it's absolutely the right thing to do on both parties for me to disappear and go somewhere else for a bit. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like. But all I all I all I look at is when I look at you know who they're going with now and what their you know what their mentality is and everything. I go, hey, that's cool. Good luck with that. You know what I mean? Not not to say that like I don't think that any you know so and so is the right guy or anything. Like that, but it's just like, well, good luck with that because I you know that's that's you know there's certainly not there's certainly not the asset that I think that that I was or you know that other people have been. And I obviously I'm not the only one who has that mentality because. You know, not now that with you know, look, I mean, James, James is supposedly asked for his release. You know, I, I was learning all this at the same time as all you guys. You know what I mean? And I, you know, me and James just went. I just looked at him one day and said, "I don't know what's going on with you, buddy." You know what I mean? Like, I let's just go out and I don't, I don't care what the finish is. Let's just go out and and just tear it up because this is a this has been a good good story and like let's go and you know show the people what they might be missing. Speaking of that storyline, mm. what, what what's that been like to watch? You know, mm. Mickey and James interact, and of course that infamous uh, train tracks uh, oh, yeah. vignette from the, the a few weeks ago. Yeah. Well, I <laughs> okay. Um, the the my favorite thing probably I ever did, as far as like an angle, you know, as far as the story was the story with Bram. Mm-hmm. He Tom is legitimately my best friend. We're, you know, I legitimately pushed very hard for them to give him an opportunity. He absolutely killed it. He's a great talent. Um, he could be great anywhere he wants to be. I pushed for that angle because I said, and this is what this is, goes back to the, the philosophy that Jeff and I share on pro wrestling. In that most of us, the talent, I mean, have interesting enough stories in real life that you can document them 
and then turn them into great angles and compelling stories that make it believable because this is a one-take business. You've got to be believable. You've got to believe it when you look in someone's eyes that this is, that this, you know, that this is something that they really care about because then you make the audience care. And that's where me and Jeff share a very similar philosophy on things. Um, so with the Bram story, I pretty much pitched, you know, that whole thing and said, this is like, Tom can, you know, Tom can be like, you know, kind of jealous that like he, he, he made what, you know, he went off in one direction and I went off in another, his stuff, you know, his direction didn't necessarily work out for him as, as it should have at, at WWE, you know, and now like here I am and I've been the champion and I'm, you know, and I'm, and I'm started a family with with you know with mickey and like and you know and this and that and i've and i've you know uh, i've like i've had a nice lifestyle and blah 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 you know and so he can be sort of jealous of that he's trying to bring out something in me but you know in in reality he was he was just like he wanted to you know take it from me right and then Mm -hmm. and they were like yeah that's a great you know we like that we like that and obviously then we introduced the stuff with mickey and all the rest of it which i'd always resisted because we'd always said you know like it's just you know, they, they had tried to get us to do stuff before, like with me and Mickey, and it just, and we always just said, like, it just felt forced. Like, it like, doesn't really, you know, it just felt like you're just trying to do it, and you don't really have any, you don't really have any sort of plan for it. You're just doing it to hot shot it. So we always just kind of turned it down. This time it was like, okay, but, you know, the, if we get to drive the car on it, which to their credit, they, you know, they very much let us have a lot of input. So it was really good. And the whole, and the whole angle ended up being, me i thought a very really artistic success um i would have liked to have done the bram angle for longer but you know it was it was it was described to me that suddenly they decided that all angles wanted to sort of wrap up within a couple of months so i said okay that's no problem i said okay but let me just you know in tna you can sometimes be a victim of your own success um and i said let's can we just make sure that like uh, this angle because it was getting such a good reaction i said can we please make sure that we don't just go straight from this one straight into another angle with like me and mickey and the whole thing again they're like oh no 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 no, we're not going to do that like we've got we're going to punch that and then then sure enough fast forward to you know the bell to bell show or whatever and it's like hey james is going to come down and you're going to go into a program with james and i just kind of went Okay, you know, like it's kind of what I talked about, but you know, we still made it good, and 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 we and again, we had a lot of, we had a lot of, um, you know, input on that. Again, it was very much like at the beginning, we had a great in ring where James, you know, where, mm-hmm. where like Mickey, you know, announced she was going to go home, and James came and convinced her to stay, and we thought we did. We put in loads of really great little subtle kind of nuances and stuff, and I and I said this is actually going to be really good, you know, like this could be really mm-hmm. good. And we kept it going and, you know, kind of, we were sort of dragging it out as long as we could. And then suddenly we get this, you know, we, we get the word that like, this is what they want to do with like this, this train thing or whatever. And I, I think some, some of it unfortunately tied in with the fact that they knew that I was not going to stay. So it, that was kind of a, you know, that was kind of an issue. Um, but nonetheless, you know, when this, when the train thing came about, it was just like, I just, you know, we all, I, I, and I don't mean to, again, like I'm trying to be as positive as I can, but this was one situation where when that thing was, was described, I couldn't find a single person that liked it. 
there wasn't a single person who I talked to, apart from the guy whose idea it was, who didn't say, you know, I didn't find a single person that didn't say, what the hell is that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and again, you know, I have to, uh, like, I have to be honest with that because, like, I'm not going to sit here and go, oh, I just thought I'd try and make the best of it I could. We legitimately, I, you know, I've always been of the mentality of that if you don't like something, don't just say no, you know, come up with an alternative. We pitched God knows how many alternatives that included, you know, implied violence or that Im included, like, a girl or, you know, and all this, you know, different, different ways we could still get the same job done. No, 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 we've, no, this, this is going to be great. Trust me, trust me, it's going to be great. Okay, big, you're the boss. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, and, I, and I, I don't think, I don't think, uh, I think that, you know, that segment speaks for itself. Yes. And then it kind of, you know, it just, uh, it, it, it took it from being something that had a lot of, like, real, like, sort of strong, um, you know, emotion attached to it as far as like things that anyone can relate to in an audience, like a guy's trying to mess with another guy's woman to being something that just, it was like, it went from being like, put it like, it, 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 it went from being like Sons of Anarchy to like Days of Our Lives, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and, just, and we just like went, uh, well, okay, you know, good for you. I just went, hey, good for you. Like, glad that you got to, you know, it's your baby, so you do it. And then, so then we just made the best of it after that. And then, you know, and then when it came to it, we just, like, just the way things panned out, it almost sort of, it was almost irrelevant at that point because of the way things panned out. So then James and I used it as a chance to go, all right, this is, this is what happens when you just let the, the talent loose. And that's why we get, gave them that match. We said, hey, whatever you want is the finish. This is what we're going to do. And, and, and I'm very, very proud of that match. I loved it. I've always had good chemistry with James and, you know, like a hardcore matches and all that kind of thing aren't necessarily my favorite thing in the world, but when they're done right like that with genuine like emotion and an angle behind it and like, you know, and all that kind of thing. Like I, I, I loved it. I was, I was, couldn't ask for a better way to uh, wrap up business. So, uh, you know, now that you're done with TNA, I know global force is part of it, but you know, global force isn't just something that you do on your own. Is there uh, anything else that you get, you're doing uh, in the upcoming future? Uh, I've my my fitness book is 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 due for imminent release. I've, it's all written, edited, proofread. I've approved the cover, everything. It's the digital copy has been made, like the for Kindle and everything like that. It was it was through. It's actually published through. I got a publishing deal. Uh, I signed it about a year ago with a. It's actually with a UK based um, book company called Pitch Publishing. Um, it's. I wish I could tell you the exact release date, but it's pro, it's like any day now. It's going to be. Now, the book is called uh, The Superstar Body, and it's basically um, my, you know, my sort of real-world techniques of, like, how to have the kind of body that you, you know, that that, that, you know, that, that people associate with, like, you know, when I say the super, like a superstar body, I don't mean necessarily like a bodybuilder. It's more like that, that, that sort of body that, like, a lot of, you know, the movie, movie stars, like action guys, you know, wrestlers, MMA guys, like, that, you know, that, that sort of, that just generally like good physique and, and the, the sort of premise of the book is basically like, look, you don't have to live like a monk. You don't have to do like, you know, plain chicken breast and rice every, you know, every two hours. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. This is like, this is, this is what works for me in the real world. 
like with a demanding job and with a baby at home and with you know I still go out and drink beer with my friends and you know and this and that and this is how I this is and this is how I do it and not only that this is how like this is how my buddy who's a muscle and fitness model does it and this is how Kurt Angle does it and this is how Rob Terry does it I've got like input from loads of different guys so I feel like the you know to anyone who's interested in being in shape like the book is a really valuable thing to have because it's not just me like you know describing my philosophies or things that I know are proven to work but it's also like input from all of these other guys guys and girls by the way like i might make sure it was as, as you know as user-friendly as possible for women too you know like mickey's had a lot of input in it and like brooke adams who's like you know i mean anyone i don't need to, to tell you what you know that brooke's got a hell of a body and like you know and lots of different people like that and people outside of wrestling and you know like my friend david mcintosh who is a former marine who's like a big time like uh you know fitness model and an actor and stuff now and you know all these different guys that have all contributed little bits to you know, to make what I think is a really is a really cool, compelling book, and it isn't just like a bunch of science or a bunch of like typical like bodybuilding stuff being thrown at people. It's just a really like easy to read, straightforward kind of. Hey, you want to be in shape? Like, forget all this nonsense. Like, this is the this is the real. Like, and that's pretty much what the book is. It's called the Superstar Body. I, I kind of have to tell you that I hate you because um, I use all the things that you said as the excuses for why I'm not in shape. Uh, I've got a demanding job. I've got a, a, a five-month-old at home. Like I got all that going on, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm I'm good. I can do whatever I want. I don't have to be in shape. So now I like I kind of hate you for having all that going on and yet still looking the way that you do, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have had a very light schedule. I mean, obviously for me, it's like. I always say, to, you know, the amount of people I've met over the years have been like, yeah, you know, like, I didn't realize you were such a nice guy, but, you know, I saw you in the gym a few times, and I thought you were kind of an asshole. It's like, well, <laughs> you, saw me, you saw me in the gym. I'm like, right. that's work for me. I'm at work. You oh. know, that's kind of one of the big principles of it is, like, if you've only got 45 minutes, like, get in and get it done and get out. Like, don't, you know, it's, 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 do, you know, maximize your minutes. That's what they tell us in wrestling. It's the same with you know with working out, but yeah, no, you should uh, you should you should check the book All out. All right, the superstar body. All right, I'm on it. Uh, at uh, Magnus Official is still the uh, Twitter account, correct? For now, yeah. Um, it, you know, it, it it might change in the in the coming weeks, but I'll sort of try and make that transition. Um, but also, uh, anyone who's interested in booking me for appearances or you know interview requests or you know anything of that nature. Uh, uh, I have my website nickaldis.com and you can just um, you can email me nick at nickaldis.com. It's and it's right there on my on my Twitter page as well. That's outstanding, dude. Th- I, you know, we first of all we, we probably kept you about uh, thirty minutes longer than we told you we were, so we really appreciate. Oh no worries, no problem. You, you give enough and and really some some tremendous insight as to what's all going on because as you imagine. You know, as crazy it is on the inside, for those of us watching from the outside, we're like, whoa, this is, I mean, this is. Yeah, and I, you know, and honestly, like, you just got to embrace it and look forward to it. Like, I, I you know, the, I do feel like I've got a re- real renewed energy, like, especially, you know, being so sort of close with Jeff. Like, I'm not trying to imply that I'm like, I'm certainly not part of any kind of inner circle or anything like that. But, you know, Jeff is a very open guy. And, you know, like the conversation we just had was like, hey, we got off the phone going like, yeah, like this is I, you know, I'm part of something. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a startup, and you know, there's a lot, there's still a lot to, there's still a lot to form. You know, but it's, but it is forming, and you know, and and with every, with every person who kind of commits, you know, it's like, that you know, there's no contracts here. You know what I mean? I'm an independent contract. Like I'm, I'm very much a free agent. 
you know what I mean? And, uh, you know, it's not like I've basically said, I'm now with Global Force and that's that. Like, I'm a, I'm a free agent. I'm available. You know what I mean? Um, but, the, but the reality is, is that, you know, Jeff knows guys who, when he's described it to me, I just went, I'm in. Yeah. Like, you know, what do you need? And like, what can we do to get this thing going? And, and there's, it's, there's a lot of moving parts and it's, um, it's exciting. And, I, and uh, you know, there's, there's going to be more to come very, very soon, you know, on my end and on his end. And, you know, there's, uh, and just, just FYI, just if, while I'm, while I've got you guys on, um, my first events for, for Global Force will be uh, July 9, 10, and 11. I'm in Appleton, Wisconsin. Uh, oh, gosh, they're going to kill me. Somewhere just outside of Cleveland, Ohio, um, <laughs> and somewhere else. But, yeah, um, if you check out gfwwrestling.com, like, you'll see those live events. And then I will, I will be at the, uh, at the first uh, show at the Orleans Arena in, in Las Vegas. Um, on July 24th as well. Awesome. I will be there. That's awesome, man. Uh, please give our uh, give our best to your bride, who was such a sweetheart to us uh, a couple weeks back when she was on the show, and who uh, I will. you know we've always been fans of as well. Um, uh, dude, seriously, c- congratulations on everything that you've accomplished at this point. And we, and I can't believe you're only 28. I also hate you for that because, <laughs> damn it, you have such amazing perspective for your age. Um, I haven't done enough, guys. I've, I kick myself in the ass every day. I'm like, well, I should be doing much more. I'm, I'm 31 and I'm already thinking about retirement. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it would be amazing. But something about having a kid where, like, I just sort of like giving up. Like, ah, I'll just deal with the kid. Like, <laughs> it's a real. It's a real. Uh, really gives you a. It gives you a renewed uh, perspective, right? It is amazing, like new, dude. It's like, it's a completely new. Um, renewed oh. focus on like hustle. No doubt. No doubt. It's yeah. so. It's so great. Hey man, thank yeah. you so much for taking the time for us, and uh, let's uh, do this again down the road. All right? Absolutely, yeah. Anytime, guys. Well, that was great. <laughs> that was uh, phenomenal, and uh, I, I'm Some really a, great insight there. I mean, I, nerdy, sure, nerdy, but the interesting. You know what I mean? Like interesting, nerdy, like just fascinate a fascinating look at. I, I really loved just his mind for the business. How oh, he, my God. You know, like, as, as journalists, we feel that same thing. No the, the, doubt. The people who come in, and, and it, that's the first time I've really ever heard, because most of the time you hear wrestlers, you know, you pay what you want, you keep your head down. You know, if they want to pay you nothing, and but the exposure's worth it, go for it. Right. Like, you're, that just means you're a hard worker. It's amazing. Well, but I think that's an experience thing. I yeah. Think, I think that what he's speaking to is, you know, you, you do all this work to get to a certain point, and then someone says, eh, we'll go somewhere else. And look, we both work in radio, and, like, we all know exactly what that's all about. Yep. Like, the moment that you become an expense is the moment that, you know, we can find somebody that could do it for less. But you know what you're getting. Right. When you do that, you're getting significantly less quality. And, and that's so, amazing. I've never heard – in all the talk about TNA, especially over the past year, I've never heard that. Be, you know, like, yeah, you hear people complaining about, oh, AJ left or, oh, Joe but under, left. But understand, or, there's somebody that feels that way about you. Right. And I, and I will point that out as well. Right. Like, which is you got your opportunity because likely somebody else wanted that Correct. amount of money that, that, yes. that a company wasn't willing to pay. So it's it's a it's a tough road. I understand exactly what what, yes. um, Nick, oh, yeah. what Nick's saying, and I and I don't disagree with him whatsoever. But it is a a very difficult road to walk. That in order for you to get the opportunity, clearly Nick is more valuable. And look, he you know was very uh, cordial when he was discussing TNA, and he said, you know what I mean, like nobody owes you a living. Yes. Nobody, um, they have a company to run, and they just might not be able to do things yep. at a certain amount. And this just might be all they're able to do. 
Um, I, we, I worked at a radio station where they couldn't afford to do a 24-7 sports format anymore. They just couldn't. They weren't right. making any money. Right. And so they got rid of it. They, they said, we can't do this format any Correct. longer. Um, I've done it at other formats that have gone through something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, that stuff does happen. You know what I mean? It, it does happen that we just can't afford this. There's, we cannot right. make a profit off of this. And ultimately, we're the ones that have to pay for the electric bill. We're the right. ones that have to pay for the all these things. So I... It's, it's interesting. It was all very fascinating. Very fascinating stuff. And, and by the way, the, those three dates that he was yes. uh, talking about, uh, July 9th, Appleton, Wisconsin, July 10th, Erie, Pennsylvania, and then July 11th, Lake, Country, Lake County, Ohio. All of these are part of the Grand Slam Tour. They're all at minor league baseball stadiums. Okay. And, uh, yeah, actually, he's, he's coming to the area towards the end of August, uh, Harrisburg and Richmond. Uh, I don't know if he'll be part of it because with all these Global Force, none of these are exclusive deals where they show up to every show. Okay. A lot of times they're just kind of picking and choosing dates, but uh, that's where it would, it would seem right now as though it's a good way for him to make money. It would seem like this yep. is. But I know he's also he's also booked. I know he booked uh, out in England. Uh, oh right, uh, yeah, an yeah, appearance. Yeah, he said that. So yeah, great we'll stuff. Say, Appreciate yeah. Nick Aldis checking in. Uh, speaking of that, leads us into our quick count. Uh, again, all of this brought to you by WrestleCrate, WrestleCrate.com. Aaron, uh, I always like to give you uh, your your sort of first word, uh, something non WWE related in the quick count. So I will turn this over to yeah, you. Yeah, and uh, it has to be you know go, go and back off of Vegas. What's going on in TNA right now? Their last two shows, of course, they had Slammiversary uh, this past Sunday. The week before, they had uh, their Impact, which was a live Impact where they had all sorts of odd stuff going on. And then by the time this airs. EC3 is going to be the new champion over at TNA. Uh, it's been an interesting time for TNA. Impact, well, let's start with Impact. They had this live where they built it as this big impact. We started hearing leaks before that, oh, this is going to be a newsworthy impact. And as it turned out, there were a lot of returns, including Double J, Jeff right, Jarrett, right. making his return. I didn't like his promo at all. I thought that it was very odd. It, it just The crowd didn't react that much to it. And... Well, it was all, just I, Jeff Jarrett coming back was weird. Well, you know, it's it's funny you say that. Like, how much did we really want to see Jeff Jarrett come back? We didn't. Like, yeah. let's, let's be honest. We, especially not as a wrestler. The only t- thing that we wanted is if he's leading a global force right. invasion. Right. That's of interesting. Yeah. And and if that's the case, and he got, well, we'll go on to anniversary now. He won the King of the Mountain match, so he won a belt, the the King of the Mountain belt, which some are speculating is going to become the Global Force Wrestling like world title, and they'll just call it the King of the Mountain belt and. So it'll be weird that if that's the way they're going, that Global Force is going, title is going to start as a TNA belt. Slammiversary was just bad, kind of badly done in general because okay. of the way they were doing it. They filmed about six week, five or six weeks worth of tapings on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And they, they were going till probably the middle or end of August. Like that's how far the tapings run. They then had their pay-per-view on Sunday, meaning that so they we had, already knew the results of the pay-per-view. Well, because we didn't. We didn't know the results because rather than just doing everything normally, they were like, "Okay, since we're going to do this, we're going to have this this pay-per-view where most of the matches are just kind of they blow off feuds and stuff. There are no titles that are going to be on the line other than this made-up King of the Mountain title. They didn't even advertise going into after that impact on Wednesday." The main event, the King of the Mountain match, was Jeff Jarrett versus TBA versus TBA versus TBA versus TBA. We didn't even know the competitor, most of the competitors there. We knew a few of the matches. We knew that uh, 
I think Aries was going to face Davy Richards, and they were going to pick the stipulation of the match. But we also, if you read the spoilers, you knew who was going to win and what the right. stipulation. Well, you didn't know who was going to win. You knew what this, who was going. It was a battle to see who would choose the 30-minute Iron Man match. That's all it was. So it was just a very weird pay-per-view. I think they did a t- that was a terrible decision to do it that way. I get that they only had a limited time to use the, the, that warehouse or that arena or whatever because it's part of Universal Studios, and I think they might use it for some other things. But they just did it in quite possibly the worst way possible. Um, going back to that impact, you had Jeff Jarrett return, which was weird. You had Matt Morgan re- return, which was interesting because Matt Morgan is – uh, you've been used better in TNA than anywhere else. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Hernandez came back, which was meaningless. You had Vader show up, which was odd. I don't even know if Vader had ever been in TNA. It just was a very odd feeling. It, it, honestly, what it felt like, it felt like they were just kind of last-ditch effort, them just throwing shit at the wall and hoping it's stuck. Well, good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, as Magnus left, James Storm left, Austin Aries left. So TNA is kind of on its last-ditch effort right here. Um, I mean, Slammiversary as the pay-per-view, fine in the big picture, you know. Aries versus uh, uh, Richards, sorry. Good match, the Magnus Storm match, good match, King of the Mountain, whatever. I hate that, the format, so whatever. The matches were fine, but that, that that's just the story of TNA. Fine wrestling, but they gave us absolutely no reason to care about it. And, you know, as as people start dropping out more and more, this just seems like... The best thing that could, like, the only thing that would save them is if they merge with Global Force. Uh, I, look, I, I'm, all, I'm for it. You know what I mean? Like, I think that makes everything better. But I don't think it makes everything better. But it's, well, it, it, it gives you a reason to care about TNA when yeah, TNA okay. right now is a completely defeated brand. Yeah, yeah. All right. the, the, it has no value anymore. All right, all right, very good. Uh, number two, uh, tough enough. Tough enough. Uh, we had uh, week number two of the live show. By the way, was this the first time did, – did they do the thing where they aired the two-hour Raw before? No, this was the first this time. This the first time this they was, did that. This was an attempt to try to boost the ratings. I was going to say. We haven't seen the ratings right. out yet. And, and, I, and, I, and I say that because are, – are, you brought this up on Monday when we were hanging out, and I did not realize. They're doing the $250,000 contract again this year? Or no, maybe it was our buddy Sean who brought it yeah, up. Yeah, no, they, they get a, a $250,000 developmental. I, that, is, that is a huge expense for somebody that – yeah. Again, as we talked about. Well, it's it's why I think that whoever ends up winning this is not going to spend long in development. Well, and it's well, which is tough because again, they're extremely green. You yes. know what I mean? Like you know, Patrick, our, our friend Patrick Clark. Right. Uh, again, not really our friend. Our friend. We just, hey, we we've, we've seen him wrestle a lot. Okay. All right. That, he's, that'll, that'll do. You know, but uh, Maryland Championship Wrestling Patrick Clark is is by far the most experienced. He actually got to show it this time because they did one of the challenges they did was doing back bumps and stuff. And you know, you've seen tough enough in the past. Normally, they spend an entire episode on back bumps and seeing how tough it is. Right. Literally, they showed one back bump from <laughs> every person. <laughs> one normal back bump, and they did back bumps from the top rope. That's they showed funny. one from each person. That's and it's funny. just, it's, it's part of the reason that this format is such a joke. Because you don't get, you know, that, that's part of the thing is you get to see them in pain. You get to see them do this. And so it's just, you show a back bump. And right. usually it's the best one they did. So right. it's just like, oh, look, all these guys are doing back bumps? Fine. Great. <laughs> but of course, they, you know, they managed to show Patrick do a great back bump. And uh, he was – I'd say he was actually arguably the star of this week's episode. Uh, they really showed him both in the, in the challenges and out of the challenges. He's got – I don't know if it's he's consciously doing this to create a character or if it's the edit he's getting. But he's become this, like, defender of wrestling, defender of the pureness 
of wrestling. That this guy Alex, who ended up getting eliminated um, early in the show, they show an argument where he doesn't know a lot about the history of wrestling, and he's like, "I don't care." It's like I don't need to know about the history of wrestling. Basically, kind of equating it to is like, "I'm like a baseball player. I go out and play. I don't care about the stats or the history or something." He's like, "I think the uh, the line he used was, let me see if I can pull this up. Knowledge means nothing." Hmm. Now. Regardless if you believe this or not, when you are trying to get a group of wrestling fans to vote for you, saying that the history of wrestling doesn't matter to you, yeah, it's not, not a good way. Right. But anyway, Patrick is quickly up there and is like, what are you talking about? You have to know. He's always the guy who's right there saying, wrestler, you have to be a wrestler. You're not a wrestler. You might look good, but you're not a wrestler. Like, I don't know if it's the edit or if it's him doing it consciously. Either way, it's a great character for him as far as winning this competition. Because he's getting on every every fan's good side. And, uh, yeah, it, it worked out really well. Alex got eliminated, of course, because he said knowledge doesn't mean anything. It's interesting. It's interesting. And, uh, but the, the format, if I... Who it, went home, by the way? I don't even know. That, that Alex guy oh, went Alex, home. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So Al, Alex went home. It was interesting because last time they did three guys up there. This time it was two girls and a guy. Oh, huh. So it's just they just pull up whoever. And uh, then you vote for him, and I still think the format's terrible, but... Well, I agree with the format being terrible. You know, I bring up the the two-hour Raw thing beforehand because I think this is a... We realize we're about to give a $250,000 contract to somebody that, like, nobody has heard of. Yeah. Yeah, the the ratings were okay. I think it was like a 1.5 for the... uh, That's that's okay. Remember, when Tough Enough started, it was MTV, and they were were using the MTV brand to push the significance of why Maven was so important. And it was also a time when wrestling was really hot. So, like, even the lesser lesser shows would get good ratings. But also, like, couldn't you get, like, Maven to show up on on, uh, TRL and stuff like that? I don't know if they did, though. I feel like there was some level of cross promotion. I, I feel like you know, if nothing else, they showed commercials during TR, TRL. And okay, stuff that's like that, that yeah. for sure. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that they are they're in a little bit of trouble with the fact that like the the USA Network just doesn't. They are the anchor for the USA Network. Right. You know what I mean? Like that. If if the USA Network needs something you know, done, yeah, yeah, they go to WWE. Yeah, they're promoting it. To, you know, showing commercials during Chrisley knows best and everything. But, but right, yeah, like who? What wrestling fans are watching that? Right. You know what I mean? Like I think that there is a bit of a a tricky sort of spot that you're in right now with that where this is a a hefty contract to be given to someone that for the most part at the end of this a lot of people are going to say oh that ended you know like that's over yeah i think they need to do more with it on raw is sort of my thought like i I think that they need to yeah they need to hype it up more they need to get these guys they need to get these guys to show up at raw yeah i mean and if nothing else i mean here's the biggest problem especially about the format where you're cutting it into where the last third last quarter of it is just this this life you don't get to know these guys at all. Like, I still – none of the girls really have separated at all, like, even have characters at all. Like, there's the one who has – and if they do have characters, they have characters for being catty or for missing their fiancé or something like that. Like, I don't know half – outside of Patrick and ZZ, the, the Cajun alligator wrestler, no one has a character. No one – we don't hmm. know anything. Hmm. They don't separate themselves. Right. I was – like, I literally um, – the, the three people – I, I knew Alex because Alex was the guy who said I hate, so I right, wanted to vote right, him off. The problem right. was I was voting for somebody, and I was just like, okay, well I'll just randomly vote for this one girl because why not? And she like she literally her passion plea was, I'm normal, I'm just like you guys, only I'm wrestling. I'm like, I don't want to vote for Lance Storm in a female bot. Now if you were as good as Lance Storm, sure, but if if you're pleading for someone, don't say, hey, I'm normal. Great, I don't care about normal. 
eventually they have to show the personalities and the format just does not yield itself for it. So they need to figure out what to do with this because it's not working. I, I, I'm telling you, it's got to, they got to incorporate Raw. They have to. They have to incorporate but, but Raw. But that, that doesn't fix the fact that it's, it's I, an I hour of formats, not good. I, look, I'm with you. The format's bad. But I'm telling you, in order to justify somebody's oh, getting right. a $250,000 contract at the end of this, you have to already introduce – you're right. assuming that wrestling fans are finding you on Tuesday night, and right. I'm telling you it's not working because I haven't bothered yet. Right. And I am at least a six. I've said before, right. that's what I am. I'm a six. But if you can't get your sixes engaged, right. then, then what really is the value of having right. just your nines engaged right. on this thing? And, and I, I think one of the problems you – know, even if they do manage to do it, by the time this thing comes to an end, they're not going to be in any position where we know who the winner is. That's fair. Like that's that, fair. I think that's a huge problem. Uh, number three. Yes, The Rock. You've heard of him, Dwayne Johnson. He's a movie star of note. Yes. Um, although his last movie was not particularly good. He's had a lot of movies that uh, have not been particularly well, whatever. any good. He also has some of the biggest grossing movies. He does, for yes, whatever does. reason. That's the way it works. The Rock, uh, I guess, is in Massachusetts filming a movie right now. Yes, or something. And Saturday night, the WWE happened to roll through Boston. Boston. It's amazing to me when a house show goes to a big city, right? Like, Why? Just because... I mean, Baltimore's getting a house show in yeah, December. And, and when you try to drag me out to it, I'm going to go kicking and screaming. Um, like, But Boston, in fairness, is a much bigger city than Baltimore. Let's even be honest about that. They've got a real nice arena there. They've got, you know, what? Right. Oh, I thought you were disagreeing with me. I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? Um, it's amazing to me when house shows go to places like that because when I think a house show, I think like, you know, Paducah, Kentucky. or right. The places you know, where you don't want to put it on TV. Correct. Where you want to go, make sure they know, hey, we, you know, Laredo. Like, hey, Laredo, we love you. We just don't love you enough that Raw is going to be here at I, any I, point. I, I mean, my favorite is the Madison Square Garden house shows. Now that they only I know run. because it's begin, but they right, but beca- but there's a they've reason got a for life that. of their own, right? right. Like right. They, they've got a life of their own. So they show up in Boston, and maybe because it was a big city, they wanted something like this. But wouldn't you know that completely unannounced, coming out to greet the crowd in Boston, here is one Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and it's electric and. It goes viral and it's amazing, and you know he didn't really and, do and it. And for for everyone who was there, I mean that had to be right. there. Not you know they're right. they're going to expect just a fun night of wrestling. All of a sudden, oh my god, we get to see the Rock. He comes out, he interacts a little bit with Bo Dallas, you know, which is I want to see more of that. I'm all for it. Yep. You know what I mean? But like, it's not going anywhere. Right. That's not leading to a Bo Dallas the Rock match at SummerSlam. I know you can only hope. God, that would be amazing. <laughs> right? God, like, that would be amazing. Is he wearing your Bo Dallas shirt today, Aaron? I was sure what a nerd. Um, I, look, I am. I, I think it's great. I think it's really cool. But at the end of the day, that's all it is. It's just really cool. You know what I mean? Like there's no I, – I guess it's just a reminder. You know, it's funny. We, we did this with The Rock last week. We had this conversation about what more could you do with The Rock. I think it's a reminder that The Rock is still engaged. That He never went away, you know. Like well, the, yeah, that's not true. Well, I, he swore he wouldn't. Know, Come on. I know. I know. For me, this is home. Um, yeah, yeah. Stone Cold wants to take his ball and go home. For me, I am home. See you in five years. Right. Um <clears throat> I, I, it got me to thinking, and I'm going to lead it directly into our top five for this week. You, you're in a house show. Yeah, for example, Baltimore in December. You're at the old Royal Farms Arena, and you have no expectation that anyone's coming out. That's the one danger with the WWE is that you do this once, and now everybody's like, oh, I better buy a ticket in case. Is that a ha- danger, or is that that's no, exactly what, what you're they saying, want? You're, it's good for the WWE. It's dangerous because now you have a bunch of fans that end up being very unhappy when they get a Decent house show, but The Rock's not there. 
You right, know what I mean? Right, like, right. Concord, New Hampshire is like, what the hell? I think they'd rather have the people in the seats and disappointed than I, the other I, way which, around. Which is, I hate, I hate that, but yes, you're right. Yeah. But it uh, got us to thinking. You're in a house show. You're just there to see the crappy wrestlers that are going to be there. At the time that Aaron took me to a house show, and I believe our main event was Kane versus Mark Henry. Um, sounds right. I think we got a Del Rio match, too. Yeah, Del Rio Big Show. Maybe. I think that was the main event. Del Rio Big Show. King, yeah. And that was it. That was what we got. We got Fandango. That was it. That was what we got that night. It was not good. Hey, we got Bo Dallas. We did get Bo Dallas, but it was before anybody knew who Bo Dallas was. I know. You were very excited. We also got somebody. Oh, the Usos were like the stars of that card. And this was before they had any run whatsoever. We got Yoshitatsu. We definitely got Yoshitatsu. We 100% got Yoshitatsu. Who is he facing? I, I could not. It was, yeah, but, but Vandango interfered probably, with that match. Probably Heath Slater. You know, like. Sounds about right, actually. Um, so anyway, you go to this house show, and anybody could show up. Your top five, who could show up that, that again, within reason, they have to be somebody that was in the WWE before that, let's just say, has some level of working – like, I, I didn't include, for example, Goldberg on my list. Oh. And, oh, did you? <laughs> Damn Wait, it. That, that, that's my number five right there. Really? That's my number five. I didn't include Goldberg on my list. All right. So, all right. Well, then hang on. Then we, but he, he, you, tell, you explain and, Goldberg and to me because I might something. rethink my list. And, if you, and, and, if and you're this has to, to be someone who has at least been involved with wrestling. And he did. He showed up to right. this, uh, I can't even remember what it was, something at that stadium, the Legends of Wrestling Night, which include... Oh, yeah, Brodus was there, and Van Damme was there. Like, and... but, but he was there, yeah. Yeah, he was there. So, hey, real, real quick, just a thought. Can we, it, it can't be somebody who's currently un, unemployed by another company, right? Yeah, I might have put one. Oh, okay, well, then that rechanges everything. I yeah. wish I would have known that to begin with. Yeah, so we're, we're just saying a return, but, you know, whatever. Okay, so somebody who makes an appearance that, was unex- that you did not expect. Yes. And you don't know what they're going to do, don't know if it's going to be a match, don't know if it's just going to be come out and mug for the crowd. And they probably won't stick around. Like, it's not like they're going to show up on Raw. And right, then- it's just that. That night, they happen to be in town for whatever reason. They have a restaurant in Little Italy that they like going to, and so they just happen to be there. The WWE folks found out they were going to be there. They reached out to them and said, hey, why don't you come over and right. you know, show face and do a little thing, and it'll, go, it'll be popular on social media, and it'll help you out a little bit. Yep. That's the plan. So your number five is Goldberg. Goldberg, yeah. You know, obviously, it would be awesome to see him. Mainly more that for the end, just, just the, the first notes of that, uh, the entry. I mean, a lot of it in my mind is I'm thinking, all right, someone's, the notes of someone's music plays. Yeah, yeah. And, and just the reaction of right, that. Right, I hear you. And, and all of these guys, with the exception of one, have not been around in recent memory. So it has to be something who I, you know, maybe I've never seen in WWE live. Right. Um, and so, yeah, Goldberg, like hearing that music and just the reaction of the crowd, I, you know, he's Goldberg. Of yeah. course. I don't, you know what? I don't want to see Goldberg back for oh, a run. no. For a one-time thing, I'm all for it. Yeah, okay. My number five is a guy that you can see almost all the time now, but it, I know my night's better when he's there. It's just a fact. It's Chris Jericho. My night is better okay. when Chris Jericho is involved. If I paid money to go to an event and I get Chris Jericho for my trouble, I'm going to have a much more pleasant evening. That's just reality for me. That's fair. And so the likelihood is he would be there to wrestle a match. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, that's the likelihood for him. Um, but that's my number five. And it's just a very simple yeah. – it's a simple concept. Sure. I, I get it. It's not – that's why he's not higher on my list because I can see him almost all the time. Yeah. But I just Not know. really a surprise. But I know. But if he was a surprise, I know. Be a nice surprise. My night is more pleasant because Chris Jericho is involved. That's fair enough. My number five. My number four is a marquee thing. It's a very marquee thing. It's just who I like to see and who I have never seen 
entrance light. I actually saw him live once, but uh, I, I'm a mark for Gangrel's oh, music yeah, and yeah, Gangrel's yeah. entrance. You are kind of nerdy And if, in that if, way. if all of a sudden, you know, the Gangrel music played and the fire went around the ramp, I did completely mark out for that. I think that would be fun. It would be, you know, it wouldn't get the, necessarily the reaction from the crowd. But again, just getting to see that if they did the full entrance for him live, that'd be awesome. Uh, my number four is sort of similar, right? It's, except it's on a much grander scale. And it's, again, it's, I've seen this guy plenty of times, but you would never expect to see him at a house show. If this guy came out at a house show, you would shit your pants. Yes. The Undertaker. Okay, yeah. yeah. The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. If if wow. you were yeah. at a house show and all of a sudden you get the you know you hear the uh, I mean like all of a sudden you're like oh my god now again you don't really want to see him do anything like you know like do you really want to watch a fifty some year old Undertaker run around and do it like you don't have any interest in it but it would be that moment that holy crap the Undertaker is here right like we picked the night where the Undertaker showed up that's amazing that's my number four right. Um, this is why I put that rule in place where it can be somebody on well, the contract. Up, I ended up picking a couple. Yeah. Um, Kurt Angle. Well, Kurt Angle, uh, I, I need to get to that. Uh, <laughs> Kurt Angle is not number three. Kurt Angle's number one for you? Kurt Angle is 100% number one on this well, list. Well, I, I got two bigger ones. Kurt, no, there are no bigger. <laughs> Kurt effing Angle is the greatest professional wrestler of my lifetime. He is everything. Fair enough. He is the mic. He is the work. He is the comedy. He is all of it. Everything you want. And you know what it is? It's, it's personal for me, too, because, like, I did not love wrestling when I was 13. Right. I didn't. Started. I, I loved wrestling when I was six. Mm-hmm. I stopped loving wrestling. I started loving wrestling again when I was about seven, 16, 17. And so my time frame lines up with... That ruthless aggression, that 01 to 03, 04. Yeah, I mean, I probably came around at about... 99, 2000, somewhere yeah. in that range. And Kurt Angle was such a huge part of it. He was such a massive part of why I love wrestling. And when I get Kurt Angle in my life, and again, as somebody who admits freely, I will not watch TNA. And I know I can get Kurt Angle if I choose to watch TNA. Yes. But I don't watch it. It's the way it is. So if I can get Kurt Angle in my life for one night, don't care the scenario. I want Kurt Angle in my life because it's the best. He's my number one. My number three, uh, also similarly under contract elsewhere, Again, lines right up with what I'm talking about with Kurt Angle. Two guys that had everything to do with why it is that I love professional wrestling. Uh, which two? They're brothers. There, there are a couple. I mean, well, real brothers. Okay, so, so it's the Hardys. Matt and Jeff, the Hardy Boys. Yeah. That just you tell me that I'm sitting in Baltimore, and also because we've seen so much of those guys around here, I think we have a bit of a kinship with those guys. Um, a couple of reasons. One, Matt came back and worked so much with uh, MCW. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, two, they were very accessible when they were in town. Oh, yeah. Like, you could just go over. We've talked legendarily about the Hard Rock and sort of the, the, the post-event uh, um, uh, parties at the Hard Rock they would be there for. Matt might just be hanging out like a Denny somewhere. You know what I mean? Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's the cool thing about uh, uh, the Hardys. And I think we have a great kinship with them. And if you gave me the Hardy Boys, even knowing they're not what they were, you gave me that for one night, I'm all in. They're my number three. All right. Uh, my number two would probably be the biggest, probably be the biggest name you could get. Would would make the most waves. Maybe not the biggest name, but it would make the most waves if he randomly uh, showed. I'm wondering up. if it might be the same as my number it, two. It probably is. CM Punk. Nope, not my number two. But but that would be. The it would biggest be amazing. You're right. I mean, just, just hearing the. I, I mean, I didn't even consider it. That's the funny thing. <laughs> I didn't even consider it. He, you know, he hates you, right? 
Crowley. That's what Aaron Oster used to tell me all the time. That's right. He hates you. Stop chanting his name. That's right. And I'd still want to be there if he randomly showed yeah, up. I'd be all for it. Trust yeah. me. It'd be amazing. I don't know why I didn't include him. Yeah. Um, my number two, I think, would be bigger than that because it's been far longer since we've seen him. And he is beloved. He is one of the all-time most beloved characters in professional wrestling history. But yet, he's not in the WWE Hall of Fame, which is weird considering his last name. Oh, Shane. Well, that's o my number one. Matt. That's my number is one. It really? That's my number All one right. without question. Right. If I heard "Here Comes the Money," oh my god, I would lose. It. I would. Yes, <laughs> I would then, you know, it'd be a bummer because you know he's not performing. I don't care. You know I, mean? I don't like, care. I want to see Shane McMahon. I don't I care if it's for 15 I seconds. Know. I don't care if it's for 15 it just kills minutes. You, doesn't it? Like when oh you think my about god. him not being around, it kills you. Oh my god, nothing would make me happier than hearing "Here Comes the Money" and just seeing him. He doesn't even need to do that the little skippy thing uh, out. I wish he would, city. though. Oh, if he does, that's great. If he just walks out, I want more Shane McMahon in my life. Uh. My Everyone's life is better if Shane McMahon is around. And, yes, if his – there is no music that could hit that would make me mark out more no than Shane McMahon. No there doubt. is none. All right. Good stuff. That's our top five for the week. Hey, thanks again to uh, to Nick. Nick Aldis. Gosh, uh, the artist formerly known as Magnus. What a great – Great conversation we had with him, and um, look, support that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask this: is if you enjoy the show, all right? These guys take their time and come on with us. Do we send them a shout? You know, like send them a, a tweet, say, "Hey, I heard John jobbing out," something like that. Um, because I want them to know that they didn't waste their time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I want them to know that like it mattered. So just you know, send a, send them a note on Twitter, and maybe he never sees it. You know what I mean? But he might, and it might just be that one person. He says, oh, I'm, I'm really glad I did that. Yeah. Um, and that also helps us in getting better guests um, or, or other good guests on the show in the future. So just do me that favor, if you would. Just give Nick a, a note and say, hey, man, really enjoyed John Jobbing out. Um, really appreciate you taking the time. As, as a listener, it meant a lot. That's all. Yep. That's it. That's all we ask for. Yep. That'd be really cool. Uh, as always, you can email the show. Jobbingoutshow at gmail.com. Uh, ideas, thoughts, top five lists, whatever it is that you that you want. Yeah. That's how you email the show. Aaron, uh, you're on Twitter where? I'm at the A Oster. I also I want to plug uh, a couple days ago my article with well, Rolling I normally, Stone. That's normally the next question oh, I that's ask the, you is well, what's, what's coming up at Rolling Stone in the Baltimore well, Sun. Well, fine. Well, I'm going to get right to you, that. You know, we've only done this a hundred times. Well, normally I feel like you do it backwards normally, but whatever. Anyways, Jay Lethal. Uh, I had a great chance. I talked to him for about 40 minutes and uh, about his big Ring of Honor title win, about just about everything, just kind of his journey to this point. It came out really well. Jay Lethal's a great guy. You should go support him. That's a guy you should, def should also definitely support. And uh, read the article. It, he came off fantastic. Really humble guy, but really confident guy. Talks about how his goal isn't just to be, you know, Ring of Honor champion now. He doesn't want to be compared to – he doesn't want to be compared to Samoa Joe. He doesn't want to be compared to Brian Danielson or CM Punk. He wants to be his own guy, and that's his goal. So go go check that out. All right. Very good. Um, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio. Of course, GlennClarkRadio.com, also the way to get to me. Uh, appreciate you being a part of the show. Please continue to spread the word about us as well and about the show. Uh, Brandon from Parkville is going to get an award. He does it better than anybody else, but – um, continue, please, to uh, to spread the word. And hey, if you guys, you guys are wrestling fans. You heard about jobbing out? That be mean the world to us. Have a, a great week for Aaron Oster. And thanks again to Wrestle Crate. I'm Glenn Clark. It's been jobbing out.